I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk More Movies, the show where we try and talk about movies, but never talk about anything oh, and everything oh, else. I am <laughs> <laughs> your host, Michael Breslin. To my left is... Sean Cole. Also to my left... Kiva Sweeney. And to my right... Colin Hearn. And I did not fuck up. Fuck <laughs> 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 I think I, you should have introduced Kiva as the late Kiva Sweeney. The late Kiva Sweeney. <laughs> <laughs> the late, great. <laughs> <laughs> because she was late, but she is also dying. Had a buddy a mixer last night in Belfast, did you, Kiva? Yes, I went to go to a concert and didn't even go to the concert. <laughs> <laughs> did you find out what the concert was, though? <laughs> I, I want to say Gavin James. Never heard of him. But it could be James Gavin. It could be James Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> it could be two other names. <laughs> One M, two namer performances. Jack Johnson or John Jackson. Met the city as well as podcast, but it was a good crack. Look, because I'm a master chef. Is semi final time as well, pal. Uh, what was the crack? I was watching that today. And is it like the losers final or something? Or no, no, I don't think third, so. Third place. No, <laughs> the, the, there's, no there's no third place playoff <laughs> Master Chef. Uh, you only don't. No, no, all four of them. It was like a sort of a they gave like four of them a chance to get back in the game, sort of. Oh, it's probably there was two. They they do challenges where it's like two teams, and then one team oh, gets oh, three. Is this a spoiler or something? No, why is up? Jesus Christ! I haven't seen this. Like they, you have. Oh, they don't. Did you see last night's one? No. Your woman got fucking sick as a dog and she had to fuck off. Uh, I'm well, a, I'm a hard th- che- cheers for fucking spoilers. Yeah, you're going to be on the marathon. We can see you fuck yourself. You know what I mean? You got enough to look forward to. No, but sometimes <laughs> they have challenges where they break them up into two groups. Then one group automatically goes through, but then that group needs to cook, and then like two of them gets through or something. Ah, yeah. that's the one where they were cooking on the ship. No, no. Edward's son, somebody. Yeah. Somebody had to cook a dessert, and somebody had to cook a. Oh, it was like a really. Was there really? <laughs> no. Master Chef is so complicated. Yeah, <laughs> so many stages all the time, so you don't know which one's yeah. the, the latest one. What I understand uh, as well is that the semi-finals it lasts for like a fortnight. I don't know how they differentiate between the final and the semi-final because apparently this is the final this week, but it's a week-long final. Uh, but, they they just keep throwing challenges at them, but they pretty much mean nothing. I think I had a premonition as well. I had a dream last night. What did you call her again? Annie, the actress. They, they, they keep, they they keep calling her Annie the Annie Actress. The actress. <laughs> they, they don't talk about anybody else's profession except Annie the Actress. Obviously because you've got the most interest in profession. But I have a theory that she's going to become... Were the rest of them not just chefs? And, uh, no, it's, no. it's, it's, <laughs> amateur, it's amateur master chef. Oh. Yeah, so. I have a theory that well, she... One's like a banking consultant. You're not going to go banking consultant, Billy. <laughs> 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 Maybe it's called Billy, even Hawkeye. But he has a bank. He has called Billy. Oh. He actually has a contestant on it. Billy the banking consultant. Yeah. Oh, my God. Charles the... Yeah. Career man, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> What's a profession we're gonna be seeing? Chef, they can't be a uh, chef though, Dickhead. What was I gonna say? You need uh, that hard C though. Anyway. I had a dream. I think it was a premonition because yeah. I 
think I might be coming a wee bit clairvoyant. Had a dream last night that Annie was my daughter and she wanted me to move to Manchester where next day she went out. What do you reckon that? What, what, what are you trying to say? I'm just saying thing? I had a dream about her and then she went out. Is she, is, she, is she from Manchester? No, I just had a very strange dream that she was my daughter and she wanted me to move to Manchester. It just seems like a strange dream. <laughs> 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 I don't know. That's grand. I, I really I don't, don't have a, any comments on that. <laughs> <laughs> I told the little two and I got the very same response. <laughs> she was like, she don't know what they say to you. It's just all I can stick on Hubble's Bubble. Stop eating cheese before bed and fuck up and get a job. Stop eating cheese before bed. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I heard a kind of something related to a film, Die Hard specifically, that this this guy was talking on a podcast and he said he noticed something about Die Hard that he never noticed before. And every time he tells someone, they always kind of get the similar reaction of Shannon his dream of so what? But, <laughs> but I actually found it kind of interesting and and I'd be interested if he's ever noticed this or ever thought about it in this way. Go on. In Die Hard. You remember when uh, John McClane first goes to meet Holly and the dickhead, cokehead guy. Ellis. Was all, aye, Ellis uh, is all, oh, show him the watch and all's here. And she got like a watch as a bonus or something. Yeah. And it's a Rolex. It's a Rolex. <laughs> he's a fucking bald guy. <laughs> but obviously the whole... The whole drama in Die Hard is about the terrorists taking over, but also the John fighting for his marriage, metaphorically, also while fighting terrorists and all that kind of thing. But at the end... <laughs> You're just giving a synopsis of Die Hard here. No, <laughs> at the end of Die Hard, spoilers, is when, when, they're, when they're fucking... Alan Rickman, what's his name? What? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what version is this? <laughs> Director's cut. <laughs> when they're fucking Hans, Hans Gruber. Uh, when they're fucking Hans Gruber, Hans off, Gruber just <laughs> off, <laughs> off the building, he grabs onto her watch, and then they have they release take off her watch, ah. and that's like a metaphorical thing of she's going to not worry as much about her career, and she's going to rejoin John in New York or whatever. Oh my! All right, no, he. Uh, well, he moves to LA in the second one, but anyway. Ah, uh, well, <laughs> well, whatever. She's they're not going to be as focused on their careers. Uh, well, uh, I'll be triple the second one. They're fucking split up again. No, not. Are they not? Is the third one? No, sh- uh, third one is split up again. Yeah, uh, well, sure. You know what I mean? Doesn't even matter. Right. Well, well no, we're, we're talking about the first one. Why well, you have to look at it as a whole story, man? No, we're we're talking about the ending of the first one. Aye, uh, no, no, the watch is like it's. Uh, like, it's what you I, I'm saying, uh, did you ever actually th- like notice that before and think about it in that way? Because I, I never did. Okay. I never did. But you're right. You it's kind of a, rea- a reaction that you expected. It's nice. What do you call it? The fucking Chekhov hanging. There's a gun hanging on the wall by the third act. I want you to want like on fire. Uh, check so they gun. threw you the fucking. Uh, if they're showing the you the watch, it needs uh, to mean something. There you go. Kiva's got nothing to say about that whatsoever. Sounds like Bruno Gallagher's one of Bruno Gallagher's mind biscuits. <laughs> Swiftly on. Yeah, I was thinking too, obviously, because Kiva had to get danger ball this week. Certainly, that was cruel earlier on, making that woman have to go on the half license again. I don't know her state of mind. <laughs> and I yeah, so, danger bottle is every week we get a bottle of booze around five pounds, although that's kind of gone out the window. What, what, what's, what's the price the, tag? Did you, did you stick Kiva? to the original criteria? No, it was seven pounds. Something. It's a lot I'll, closer I'll, recently. I'll, 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 I'll give that. you that. Because the last few have been like 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
It's inside like two bags. Sorry. Oh, the suspense. That's oh, we could play past the parcel. Oh Ooh. yes, my very favourite. But I didn't think they bring up any glasses, so it's it's Erdinger. Vice <laughs> as well, white Erdinger, the even better one. Actually, well, I'll, I'll pose that question to the Erdinger no, I like drinkers. The, I like the dark one. Do you like the dunkel? What do you prefer, the, the, the dark dunkel? or the light? No, I could drink either. Uh, the sweet like. thing. Even though there's like fucking seven different versions, but I think we only get two over here. There's no alcoholic as well in there. Yeah. yeah. Fuck that. I got. <laughs> I got the. So I drank at Christmas. A box, like a box of them, a box of like eight of them, just because you got like a free glass with it. Uh, I was so lured and like banged the bag and broke the glass. Oh, oh fuck! Jesus. I have a mighty fine one in the house if you want to. If you want to take a line in. Neck out from Sandino. What? Neck out from Sandino. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so Erdinger's <laughs> like a wheat beer, if anyone hasn't drank it before. And it's superb. And also it's I have drank it, but it doesn't What is it? What's the percentage? It's, it's not point five. Oh, no, that's the leader. <laughs> <laughs> that's 5.3. So it's pretty fucking rusky stuff. Thank you, dear. Even the non-alcoholic version is the strongest non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> I know. It's like they're fucking with people. Yeah. <laughs> they don't want people to There's no way there's always a wee bit of alcohol in a uh. non-alcoholic beer. So, like, normally it's like 0.1% or something, but, like, Erdinger's like 0.3%. Why is that though? Oh right, so I'm just taking fucking yours as well. I think it's not point not three, is it not? No, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> is that understandable? Like, how hard or how difficult is it to just make a non-alcoholic beer? Why has, does there have to be any sort of percentage in there whatsoever? Colin Aaron, my word. Is that fucking squeaky, squeaky chair? Is that red fish curry coming out of you? <laughs> it is that red fish curry coming out of you. We're in an enclosed space here, Karen. That'll be grand. You should have directed your butt out the little gap. Yeah, we need it. Should have grabbed Sookie's for a long just reinforces. <laughs> I don't care. So I, <laughs> no, I like Suggy. He, she. she. Well, it doesn't. So she. Doesn't. She. She. Uh. <laughs> what a defense as well. Pure monotone, no emotion. Says, no, I like Suggy. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then after her, it was a her. <laughs> he. <laughs> I, I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. Did they not see Mickey's fish dropped up when you said that? That's you basically insulting us, Wayne. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no. No, okay. Let's get cheery again, lads. <laughs> dogs go so he's definitely want to sound just like. There you go. There you go. Fuck uh, your two dogs. <laughs> I would say it anyway. Like, my two dogs are fucking dead. Well, actually, no, Sasha's Sasha, 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 we do. Jack's a fucking dead kid. Like, I have no respect for that dog. <laughs> no respect for him. It's because there's no respect for you. Yeah, no respect for me. What's there? No respect for that house. I'm a tease. It can't be trusted. Anyway, Shad, the answer to your original <laughs> question, I don't know why they can't get all the alcohol out of the beer. <laughs> we should fucking write down there, Ryan. He knows shit like this. He's a scientist. He knows all this fucking... And, he, and he's a home brewer. I, uh, I banged under Ryan today in Belfast. Did you say sorry? Bus station. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he, get that one from here, eh? Yeah. He, uh, he I was in a queue. The fucking queue for the bus was like... The whole, the whole station. It's metal, eh? And then, two, like, one, people two. were just in the queue, and then a woman had to come up and be all, Dare London, Dare, Dare London, Dare. People were all, No, Lauren. She was all, You're on the wrong queue. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, like, that was just her normal job. We're all flung back today for Cinco de Mayo, like. Cinco de Mayo today, so um, happy Cinco de Mayo to our Mexican listeners, too, if there is any. You know what Cinco de Mayo is? How, how, do, how do you say that in Spanish? Cinco, what's just. <laughs> 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 Probably all down Guapo. <laughs> 
I'll have a burrito party down there, okay. and I'll finish up on a stereotype like I'm a. Apologies. Yeah, of course it was. <laughs> so what, Mexicans eating Mexican food? <laughs> yeah, sure. like, it just culture. seems wrong saying it though. They just call it food there. <laughs> <laughs> they call them burgers out there. Just. <laughs> but I banged into him. And, <laughs> and uh, he, it's only because he was, he, he said he's seen me, so they get back around me again. He had to walk pat, like around the whole entire queue of people. I said, why did you not just say hey when you were at that side? He was all, I wasn't sure it was you, so I had to double back. <laughs> <laughs> it's an awkward, awkward man, man, for being so intelligent. Could have just shouted, keep up! He looked away. Belfast to get to Dublin because they changed the Dublin bus from I, he, said, he said, he said, he what the fuck was that? Was it you? It was me going on. Jesus Christ. I thought I had fucking tinnitus or something <laughs> there for a minute. Tinnitus. Tinnitus, how do you say it? Tinnitus. Tinnitus. Aye, people say it definitely. Tinnitus and tinnitus. Yeah. Well, thanks, it's like, thanks for backing me up. Aye. I knew people uh, said tinnitus. Aye. It's tomato. Adidas and Adidas all over again. I say tomato, motherfucker. Was, uh, what, what the fuck have we been talking about before that noise completely through me? Like, it's fucking really oh. through me. Have we talked about films at all? <laughs> no. I brought I up Die Hard and oh, every, yeah, everybody yeah. seemed really fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> so fine. Yeah. Mickey just gets us here and then he just... Uh, I'll drop on ton about films. Just just when it, when I, I tell you about a dream we, about a completely we, strange... We haven't even talked here. about the danger bottle. <laughs> well, what else can I you say? It's, it's a wheat beer. It's a wheat beer. It's 5.3. What else do you fucking want? Okay. Get in Tesco wherever you want. Vice beer. As Germans would say. Advice of you. I'm looking for something else on the bottle, but uh, it's you're, all you're not gonna find anything. Like if you want, it's, it's a brown bottle. And it's got a fucking beige wrapper. It's lovely. I don't know what else they say. Should I like. ask someone else to do it? <laughs> <laughs> Tastes like beer. Continue on. What have they watched? Did you finish your Ryan story? Oh, yeah, there was no end, really. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's just one end once. It just kind of starts and ends yeah. in the same sentence. What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> what did you watch this week, Mickey? <laughs> what are you intentionally trying to make it awkward, too? No, I was you wait- a sucker for fucking dead air. I was See, that was the perfect moment there for you to jump in and go, Aye. what have you watched this week? But you love to draw. No, shit. Ah, no, you do. Chat, but, I was ah, waiting no, for mm-hmm. absolute he complete loves silence. He loves it. Loves the office. I loves yeah. all awkward comedy. Quirky. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing it again! He's doing it again! He does this all the fucking Are you time! High? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting Martin 420 now. <laughs> okay, so what do we watch this week, folks? Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Go. I don't watch anything this week. <laughs> oh, come on. When you watch fucking Space Wars. Space Wars? I've talked about that before, but yeah. too much. No, I, I'll, I'll go in the in-depth review of The Force Awakens. Oh, again. please don't. So look at you started now. Like. Uh, it was May the 4th yesterday at time of recording. I um, watched a Star Wars Force Awakens at the Benegas Film Club. It was a great night. We had Star Wars themed cupcakes. Did. Free pizza. That's amazing. I had Star Wars themed shoes. <laughs> and a themed t-shirt. And a themed t-shirt. Well, tell us this. So what about pants? Oh, no. I should have wore them. Fuck. I kind of realised, right? Is every one of your t-shirts Star Wars? How many Star Wars t-shirts do you have? Nice Homer Simpson ones and all. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't have any Simpsons ones. Got a couple of Danger Mouse no. ones. Then. You have a Thundercats one, don't you? I did have a Thundercats one. <gasps> that's what that's happened? Weird. I don't mm-hmm. know. Sookie. <laughs> <laughs> um, you anyway. You should a t-shirt. That'd be good, actually. Yeah. I s- no, I don't matter. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> watch Star Wars. It was a great time. 
But uh, last week, uh, I watched Captain America Civil War, but what I also watched that I didn't get talking about was The Jungle Book. Oh, man, let me see it. It's a classic animation. No <laughs> 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 joke, I watched the new one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's directed by Johnny Favs. Oh, I quite he, 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 he quite like. Mm. I think he's an interesting cat. He is indeed quite a quite a versatile career he's had as well. I know that's a, he, he's he's really intriguing. Like I watched a lot of that show, Dinner for Five, that's so and good. just uh, there's so there's a lot of stuff he says, and that is like he fucking knows the shit. Yeah, he like, knows he the fucking, fucking knows the crack. Like I, think <laughs> I thought I would think about Dinner <laughs> Dinner for Five as well as when I first started watching that series. I thought to myself. Because oh, I just thought kind of gossip and I was going to be very tabloid and stuff like that. But it's a great insight to you on the, how the industry works, yeah, especially yeah, when you've got yeah. people you're kind of at the top of the industry talking about all the politics and stuff. Like but that. it's it's Excellent. it's not necessarily always like super famous people. It's just no, it's that, people that's done just uh, a lot of work or whatever. I think that's one of the, the main strengths too. It's, it's the sort of range because you've got like these sort of really he wouldn't say low level it's pretty insulting like but like you know comedians who don't wee butts and sitcoms and stuff like that and then you've got like people like fucking marlon manson who's kind of outside of the yeah movie industry what what is what is this you want to explain oh well it was it was a tv show john favreau did i can't even i don't actually know when it originally aired it was, it was like 2000 or something 2040 like 2008 or something like that five seasons eight mm. yeah it's it's kind of like like a podcast before podcasts existed like Aye. it is just it's five people in in a restaurant having dinner talking yeah. but Aye. they're all famous people are in the industry it's usually sent around a film that they're all making at the time Aye, they, they so like, like to do that like daredevil, Aye, daredevil one. it was like ben affleck jennifer garner colin farrell kevin smith and favreau but uh i think was kevin, she, kevin smith was in daredevil was he he was uh Aye. yeah because uh, i was thinking why the fuck was kevin smith there but the, crowbars was wearing that ring like yeah <laughs> But I mean, I actually love the the Colin Farrell one too because that's like way back when Colin Farrell was just starting out. And he was getting this big break in America. And he's got the skinhead and the beard. He's just smoking fags like a fucking tripper. He's not taking anything. On he looks off his fucking tits. <laughs> <laughs> his, his, his review of Joel Silver is brilliant. <laughs> he's all that. Uh, I could be lying in a gutter with a needle hanging out of my arm, and Joel will come and fucking sort me out. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty good review, like. That's uh, not bad. <laughs> Hollywood fixer. <laughs> <laughs> Jungle Book. Jungle Book. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Story-wise, it sticks really closely to the old Disney animation one. It's, there's, yeah, it pretty much has all the same beats, and there's nothing really too spectacular storytelling-wise. But obviously, the biggest thing about it is it's just visually stunning. Everything is CGI, apart from the kid, basically. Sure, I, I heard... The kid was CGI and everything else was. <laughs> well, no? they, they, they were just out in the jungle. Hi. We knew kids. Hi. A friend there, a friend there last night. Friend there no? last night. He's actually seen the Jungle Book. <laughs> friend there last night. He's actually seen the Jungle Book. He was all, "How the fuck did they get the animals to do that?" <laughs> <laughs> no way. Sorry, fuck. I was talking to Alec. Hope so. <laughs> well, I I went to see it with my future mother-in-law and like, just her. No, Jill was there as well. strange, like you and Val just like that did. Trying to impress her. Yeah, um, but she, she heard of the jungle book. <laughs> <laughs> but she she doesn't go to the cinema much. Like but like before she she went to see How to Be Single, and before that air, she hadn't been to the cinema in like ten years. <laughs> and uh, why is that funny? I don't know. <laughs> it's actually kind of sad. No, but I'm gonna continue. 
But so you start taking a little cinema more, Mickey. I know I'm gonna. For fuck's sake, Nick. I know. <laughs> fuck a mother-in-law and waiting. Anyway. But uh, I know, like she, she loved it because she. Fucking hell, bigger head than that as well. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> put a flake on it. <laughs> I can't tell you. <laughs> she, she said, like she, she would have had, she wouldn't have chose to go see the Jungle Book because she, but she actually ended up loving it. And she, but she was asking me at the end, like, so like, did they just animate the mouths of animals or something? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, it's all CGI. But oh, that's like, yes, I'm welcome. <laughs> but it's it's just the kind yeah, of fucking school. <laughs> but it's the kind of general thing of pretty much anything I say to Jill's mum. She she doesn't understand what I'm saying, <laughs> and she just nods and goes, "Oh." He fucking known her about twelve years as well. I know. No, no, it's just because I don't know. Maybe I just go and do t- things too much. But she asked me, like, she asked me about doing a podcast, so then I tell her what a podcast oh, is. Oh, I stuff. can imagine. And she's all, oh, right, right, right. And so basically, all, just, <laughs> she's all what he's on my shoulder now. You just bore then? <laughs> Pretty much, I just bore. <laughs> it's like one time I can't even mind how this came up, but I think I was explaining the Hobbit there, and <laughs> and so I was trying to t- tell her about the Hobbit, and then just Jill's brother stopped me and was all right. I'm going to say something to mom that I'll explain the Hobbit to her, but you won't understand what I mean. I was all right. He turned around. There was all Star Trek. She was all. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know what just happened, but she seemed to get it. <laughs> what about the Jungle Book? Then? Jungle Book's class. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, obviously, it's it's an ama- it's it's amazing just to see all the like how they actually created a whole jungle and the animals and stuff, and it just looks so realistic and. Uh, with Captain America Civil War as well where they de-aged Robert Downey Jr. Compare. I watched the Journal Week it does look class yeah it, it, does look it really looks good. amazing and just Disney seem to be the forefront of that kind of just pretty like much <laughs> de-aging <laughs> de-aging no just just creating that really realistic animation and aye, aye, aye. like you'll probably just end up fucking Space Wars looks fucking great as well like, I mean that's not like it. we were talking about it like I yeah mean, I, I think, in terms of all of them, you know, I think it's the one where everything, CGI, visually, pacing, and the characters. I mean, the the movie characters are archetypical, but how they interact with each other and and how the kind of heroes, the girl and Hans, the Han Solo type character as a a pilot, he's a yeah. Tie Fighter, Poe Dameron, no. uh, X Wing, X Wing Fighter, oh. but uh, <laughs> get it right, son. I, I he does know. fly a TIE fighter. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Get the encyclopedia. I know. I think it's all everything on the latest one's fucking great. Like and the technology, as you say, and all the details and all. That's why it's not as nice. Fucking brilliant too. Yeah. So astounding. And I mean, like like me and Harris says countless times. Like we're not really big Star Wars fans at all, but that new one, The Force Awakens, really fucking you know kind of pulled me into the fold. It's I mean like I'm actually kind of now excited about the new trilogy, whereas before I couldn't give fucking one fuck about Star Wars. Yes, that's the that's the magic of JJ. That's the magic, you know, I mean? Jar Jar Abrams. Couldn't give, <laughs> couldn't give a baker's fuck. <laughs> but uh, back to Jungle Book, I think a real strength of it as well is the voice cast that they got because all the voices just match the animals so well. Like they have Idris Elba, Sheer Khan. So just a bad it's perfect. Cunt. It's perfect. <laughs> just yeah, amazing. Sure. I think we said about two months ago that whoever fucking cares that that film deserves a massive fucking pat in the back. Like, nah, I, mean, it's, I think it's, 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 it's so one good. of the best voice casting lineups that I've seen. Like, like Bill Murray is blue. That's fucking... Aye, that's bang on. It's so good. Like, I was actually a bit worried about that because I thought, I don't know, like, his kind of 
dulcet tones kind of might have been a bit weird to see coming out of a bear <laughs> and it is a bit but if you can work. suspend your disbelief that a bear's talking like, <laughs> like, no, you know? Ben. <laughs> I think that's fucking you know no. oh no don't I'm not, you know what I'm not buying his tones <laughs> <laughs> no but just I don't know maybe uh, uh, maybe Mickey, Mickey was never he was never taken by uh, Barney at all <laughs> too high pitch for him like he's just dinosaur never sound like him saw this Wouldn't? no this doesn't work <laughs> <laughs> even even a, even a baby no, one. Not digging this whole concept. Right now they PBS and all that five year olds. Right. Fucking has not on here. That would never happen. Any chance? That would never happen. <laughs> Talking dinosaur who's fucking muckers or wings wouldn't happen. Like. He would never say that. He would. Even. Oh, see, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to look at your creative department because they're fucking. They're not doing their job. Right. <laughs> all right, I said he was good. I'm just saying I had me worries about it. Yeah. But Second of all, as well, I don't think dinosaurs are purple. I'll have you. Yeah. <laughs> no, some of them are. But uh, <laughs> could be wrong. I'm only five. Like, <laughs> uh, I'm just suspicious of, 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 of this. I'm uh, suspicious of his motives. Uh, I'm suspicious of this whole uh, <laughs> this whole pursuit. venture. <laughs> I'm not sure his mitt BJ was yellow. You ever get away with that name these days? Eh? I don't know. Apart from BJ Novak. See, that's a, well, well, that's his name. But <laughs> <laughs> I think, like, well, it's not made up. <laughs> it's, it's obviously a shorten of like Ben John or something. You could just call himself See, Ben the John. These were far more or less on fucking time. I'm telling you. Couldn't get away with BJ in a wine show now. Look, Captain Pogwars, too, for fuck's sake. Master Bits. Seaman Steins. Come on, like. You know <laughs> what I mean? Roger is a Kevin for fuck's sake. What, what was it? Roger, Roger, Roger the Kevin boy as well. <laughs> That, this is true. Like, that, that's all their fucking names in Captain Pogwash. Chan also, everyone was pedos back then. Yeah, sure <laughs> so, okay. yeah like it, it doesn't seem a surprise now at all. It's fuck. It's all came out about Savile and all the rest of like uh, anyway the Jungle Book. They were just all cocaine. Um, yeah, that's that because that makes you a pedophile well, taking way. cocaine. I. That's, that's why I never touched stuff. Because <laughs> 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 then they would know. <laughs> the minute they don't know. <laughs> Uh, Jungle Book, um, Christopher Walken as King Louis. I was really excited to see how that went. And it was good up until a point. Oh. Why mm. so? <laughs> Can you elaborate? I, I don't know. Well, it's been out a few weeks now. If you haven't seen it, fuck you. He, <laughs> he sings the I Want to Be Like You song. Uh. But it just... I know. Like I heard some people talk about it that they liked it because he does kind of sing it a bit creepy and like... It seems like he's gonna fucking murder Mowgli, kind of. But I don't know it's it seems a bit just crowbar on there, and it doesn't seem menacing to me. It just kind of seems a bit lazy, and like Christopher Walken doesn't actually really want to sing this song, Give but he's impression. being made. Give us an impression. Ooh, ooh, ooh! I wanna be like you. Does he actually sound like it? Probably. He sounds like Christopher Walken. <laughs> you can you give us a Walken. King Louis. Nah, it's too. I find like people that are like really, you know, like caricature nearly and like stuff. Ah, I yeah. find them really he's, hard he's, to he's, do. He's not that, but I mean, even when people do Christopher Walken impressions, it, it doesn't sound like that all the time. They do every word like that. Ah, they do. It's like, like, oh, oh, I want to <laughs> be like you. That's <laughs> <laughs> what he sounds like. <laughs> but I love that Bradley Cooper one's fucking dead funny. That's so, so good. Pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> What's the Bradley Cooper one? He's, 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 uh, he was sitting there in the dressing room, and uh, he, <laughs> Bradley Cooper's getting uh, the makeup done and this kind of thing, and Walken's just sitting there, he's just all pineapple. <laughs> I like to eat it. Uh, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just by himself, just talking, kind of talking to himself. 
And then he says, uh, "It was on the monitor. They were because it was he was Rachel McAdams' dad and Wedding Crashers." Right, eh? And uh, Bradley Cooper says he's watching the monitor and it looked class. And Rachel McAdams was laughing, but she was kind of whatever and all. And he just says he did look like her dad. It was just really yeah, good, and natural. And then Rachel McAdams comes up to Bradley Cooper and says. He, he keeps saying fart. <laughs> so they walk and still fart. 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 I'm fart. Fart. But he says he hey just... Rachel! Because it's just made her laugh and it looks like it means he's on the monitor. It looked amazing. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> genius. Like. So <laughs> in any scene where Christopher Walken is supposed to be like at a party and you don't hear what he's saying, he's probably saying, probably he's saying fart. Hey. Fart. He just wants one of Stanley's. Cack. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, there's another fucking crack, and I know I'll let you go and finish with the Jungle Book, man. But there's another crack, and Christopher Walken's oh, three. Oh, pretty much so. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Kevin Pollak. You know that who's in fucking uh, that's Pollak, eh? Yeah. Kevin, I put his name. Pollak. Kevin Pollak. I Pollak. That's racist, man. Uh, that, that's about the <laughs> goddamn Pollak. Uh, like, I thought it was. I thought it was pronounced Pollak. Uh, no, I think it's um, Pollak. <laughs> obviously, Kevin Pollak, man, from uh, Usual Suspects. He it's said his own show. Does he? The Kevin Pollak. He's show. he's also an excellent <laughs> impressionist. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> he, a, he does a good walk on this. He does walking and stuff, but uh, he tells a story about walking that they're just partying one night in fucking Hollywood or something like that. There, and he's going down the driveway. Chris Star Walker runs out in front of his car. He's waving the hands and stuff like that. And Kevin Pollock's like, What the fuck's going on? So he winds a wonder down. Chris Star Walker leans in and he goes, Chase me. <laughs> 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 but he meant chase him in the car, like through the woods and all. Hey, obviously, Chris Star Walker's fucking mental. Like. Aye, definitely. <laughs> But he's rich enough that he can get away with it. Aye. Aye. Hey, Kevin. <laughs> Chase me. Chase Colourful me. rich. Yeah. <laughs> Aye, like, if he was poor, he would be mental. Uh, but because be, he's rich, he's eccentric. If he was poor, he'd be a street drinker. Like. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go to my mother's like Oh, back then. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Jungle Book, it was good. Stories are just a bit standard, but... It's well worth a watch just to see what they created. What does the book actually look like? What the fuck? The I, book, was gonna, I was going to say a joke about 10 minutes ago. Me and you are spending far too There is each other. There is a... What do you say? We are. One ease after the evening. Not I'm off. <laughs> never catch no, me, there, I'm off. There, there is an actual book at the end for the end credits and you see all the characters pop up out of it. It actually looks pretty cool. Oh, there you go. So the well. book is excellent. <laughs> 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 but yeah, sweet. Go see it. It's good. Jada Faves. <laughs> <laughs> what did you watch this weekend? I uh, watched uh, Batman Forever. Yeah. Actually, it was really good. <laughs> Is that the Val Kilmer one? Uh, I think it's the one that's forgotten about because everybody was... remembers Michael Keaton because that's the one you grew uh, up with and obviously all the new ones, no uh, and Affleck. But the, the and jo- George Clooney always gets shit on. I enjo- but everybody forgets about Kilmer. Yeah. I don't think it's right. It because was... that one's shit too. <laughs> no, right. heck, it's because it's nah, they it's just right. they, they tear both of them because it was both the, the two Joel Schumacher yeah. ones. Aye, they just say has but, is both bad. Aye, because there, there's enough of Batman Returns on it, like the, the like tonality and stuff. And then there's there's bits of, you know, because I think it was Chris Norby said to me one time, he just he thinks it's too dramatic, a tonal change, because he says, like, you know, what colours are in Batman Returns? And I was just always, I'll just name three colours, do you think? I was all. I was like, like black, white, and blue. And that seems to be just the palette the whole way yeah. through it. And then on that one, there's like fucking UV light everywhere and all. And that's right, that's are, are they meant to be the mutants now? No, um, they're, they're just supposed to be like oh, a fucking no, no, no. really sort of homoerotic mm. streak gang that look fucking stupid. Aye. 
<laughs> no, I thought, I thought so like they could you know, be the mutants. Because like, I mean, the stuff about the flashback and all, and it, it still is sort of totally. It's still quite dark. I mean, like Schumacher, like he does a couple of things, like with flashbacks and flatlanders and stuff like that. There, and you can see wee tones of flatlanders when he's doing like the flashback. The uh, flatlanders, not Peter Jackson. No, no, it's the frighteners. The frighteners, I'm thinking. Of. Uh, flatlanders with Kiefer and all. Is right. Frighteners the one with Michael J. Fox? And Gary Busey's son. The Lord Busey. Jerry Busey. Jerry Busey or something. Yeah. <laughs> Still has a tremendous grill on him. Serious and a national like a but, uh, fucking... Uh, <laughs> serious amount of money spent last time in that uh, house. Serious and a national is on him. Fucking... Is there not a thing in Batman Forever, though, where he's like seeing a psychiatrist on why he's having dreams about bats? Uh, maybe. <laughs> is Nicole Kidman's in it? Uh, she plays Aye, she's, Chase or whatever. She's I, not a psychiatrist or something. It's like, there's a really weird scene at the start where she gets up on a roof and uh, she's his psych- uh, as Bruce Wayne's psychiatrist. Aye, so he's getting therapy and explaining that he's having these dreams about bats. Seeing a bat, eh? Aye. Aye. He's Batman. <laughs> it's pretty easily fucking explained. Like. Um, he, just, he just walks past the Oh, fuck. Oh, no. Oh, it's me. All right, fuck. Jesus. I forget about it. Like, has he forgotten the whole life-changing events? I don't think that well. Sacks Nicole Kidman. That's Batman. Actually, I don't need you anymore. I found out myself. There was a couple of interesting bits in it because it was like... There's a, there's a flashback day. I remember at school actually somebody saying, "Oh, they changed it so this fucking two face shoots shoots his parents." Now he's all, what? "No, that didn't happen." But it was just <laughs> the boy just misinterpreted the fucking film completely. But uh, when he sees the two face kills the Graysons and stuff like that, uh, there they use like a similar thing of uh, they show the flashback similar to what uh, the Jack Nicholson flashback of the smoke and all and the gun and all, and so he sort of uses that. They say, you know. And he even says that he's all happening again. He says the man comes from the dark and you know kills the Graysons or whatever. And there's there's a nice y- 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 the bond between him and Robin kind of seems pretty pretty well sort of uh, put together because it, it's exactly what happened to him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, he's using the flashback. It's it's kind of nightmarish because he sees Two Face as like the new Joker. Yep. And the new person that's going to kill Mercilessly, and that's pretty cool. Like and. Uh, there's a couple. There's a couple of really nice touches in it. There's a couple of flashbacks in it that actually remind me a wild lot of Harry Potter. I was wondering if the director of photography was one of the DPs in Harry Potter, just like like old sort of. It's like a dark room, and there's like sort of blue uh, blue flames coming out of the fire and all. It just really reminded me like of a Harry Potter flashback. But, um, I read as well because I always like the chemistry with Jim Carrey and Tommy Jones. I thought they're fucking brilliant together yeah. in it. Really so it's, it's, it's a party that I think they were kind of in the wrong film because I actually yeah. think they can, I think they can, they can actually really work like you know what I mean they Tommy do work. Jones hates him hates who? Jim Carrey yeah. really? Like in real life Jim Carrey met him on the first day and he saw him really excited to work with me and I was hearing all and Tommy Jones said uh, not in so many words but something to the effect that uh, I I hate your work I don't like any of your films and I don't think you're a particularly good actor <laughs> oh my so um, do you want to grab a drink? Aye, aye. Looking forward to the next day of the anyway. What a way to introduce yeah. yourself. Like. Do you know what I mean? And, but Jim Carrey, he was recently in an interview, he talked about, or uh, he was on Howard Stern, and he sort of tells the whole story on, on the Howard Stern show. And uh, it's about 
he said that the same week, I think it's a film called Cobb, if you can look it up. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. baseball player. Yeah, it the, is. It's the, a Tom Lee Jones film. Did he direct it? Tom Lee Jones, I'm not sure if he directed it, but he's definitely the main star. Uh, I know, because I know he had a lot of... He had a lot of investment in the film. He liked yeah. the film, went out there kind of thing. But it was released the same week. Dumb and Dumb Dumb was released. Oh, fuck. And so that's what Jim Carrey thinks. Definitely happened. a wee personal hit to them. Because, uh, wait, I mean, like, put it this way. I'm sure there's been fucking... Uh, How are you spelling Cobb? It's C-O-double-B. Yeah. It's just a, it's a, it's a surname, like a baseball player. It's but uh, It should it, be there. Like, is it definitely just Cobb? I think it is just Cobb. It's just called Cobb. Like, just go... It's like it's released like 94. Just go down Tommy Lee Jones' filmography and you'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> Keep us all. She backed her up, man. Yeah, she's all. Haven't said anything in a while. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna jump on one. <laughs> one thing that I didn't like. Well, it was kind of cool seeing it, but the the CJ of the city. Yeah. It was like, you know, that Burton one. It was all sets. That's what just makes it feel really classic and feels really fucking like Citizen Kane. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels really epic like that. But I uh, some of the set, some of the fucking CJ was ripping off looking like. Oh, why? But, I uh, think as well. That's. If you think about it, right, Jurassic Park's what ninety three and Jurassic Park's kind of seen as one of the first times they're doing like proper special effects and what's I mean, still it holds up, still does hold up. But then Batman Forever's what two years? It's Batman Forever ninety five, ninety six. It's ni- ninety six, ninety seven, ninety six. Uh, so sorry about say say about three or four years, give or take <laughs> after it. I think they were still trying to master it, and I think maybe they talk a wee bit too much on the CGA and that. Like aye. it still looked, I mean, it probably looked amazing at the time, like an all in at there, but hasn't uh, aged well. It's just I. But I mean, there's a couple of fucking great bits in it, like, and I think he was a great Batman. Apparently, he was a nightmare to work with. Everybody says that about Val Kilmer. Uh, oh, really? Which is, which is strange because I always thought that he would. He comes across as being very jovial and apparently, nice sort of no, no. Apparently, that's the point though. He's, he's jovial. He, he is a good actor, but apparently, he just doesn't take stuff seriously. He just fucks about. Mm. Uh, but I mean, like, he's notorious. I mean, it's almost like a Wikipedia page, like most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> But Ran up uh, blocked in Prague at about 4 o'clock in the morning after I watched Top Gun. Uh, <laughs> if you notice as well, it's the same timeline as the Keaton one. Uh, but Billy D. Williams Billy D. Williams! He was Harvey Dent in the first Batman with Jack Nicholson. You see a scene where he's Harvey Dent. Aye, uh, uh, he was supposed to be... Fuck, I can't Dent. remember. Uh, he was made to be Harvey Dent. Mm. It's just he's only on a first Oh, scene. he is Harvey Dent. He was supposed to be... Lando Calrissian? He was supposed to be... Lando Calrissian! <laughs> what the fuck? Are you serious? Ah, he's yeah. in, the, in the first Batman, he's, Never doing, caught that. he's doing a press conference as Harvey Dent, and uh, on the idea that he would become Two Face, and then he had to get bought out of the contract so Tommy Jones could do it. Do you know what? That made fucking class, bro. Why didn't they keep him? Lando Face. Because they're Bit fucking racist. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they, di- they didn't get. They, Robin Williams wanted to be Riddler as well, didn't they? I th- see, I think the idea was Tim Burton wanted to do the third one, and he had an idea. I think the idea was that it was going to be Riddler, and then. Uh, I think towards the end or part way through it, the creation of Two Face was going to be, and that was going to be the fourth one. Then Two Face, ah. or an early draft of Batman Returns, uh, when Catwoman, because uh, Two Face or Dent was in Batman Returns, yeah. And I think a lot of stuff that they that they uh, wrote out of Dent, they put on the Max Shrek character, yeah. Right. And I think the scene where uh, Catwoman sort of kisses. Christopher Walken at the end, she says, give us a kiss, Santa Claus. I think if that was going to be Two-Face, that was where Two-Face is going to be created. Uh-huh. That was sort of the early draft of it, but uh, never happened. Shell fight for them money kiss. Certainly no you're Batman. No, <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? What can I say? Do a lot of reading. <laughs> a lot of wanking. <laughs> yeah, Drew Barrymore's in that film, <laughs> <laughs> 
they kind of they, they kind of parallel each other. Like I kind of goes that territory, really. Like. That's all. Oh my, for a fucking wank Odyssey, just <laughs> a big fucking a big mega shop, just <laughs> a big push pop shop, just. <laughs> Like you say, once you chop, you can't stop. So when I saw some of Batman Forever now, it's good. Watch it. No, it's good, but again, I would have preferred if it was Keaton. I preferred if it was a fifteen away return. Returns is still my favorite. Like, but it's still it's it's still Tom Burton produces it. It's a different composer. It's Elliot Goldenthal, who's really good. But you know, do you think it just obviously because they changed a lot of the creative tone? It just doesn't have the same tone, like same feel. It's obviously going to happen in a way. In a way, I kind of like the way it changes tone. But then I fucking I watched the because like, it must have been like a run of Batman's or something, and then I watched the first five minutes of Batman and Robin. Like, this is absolute pipe. <laughs> Shit, like that. It was like Arnold Schwarzenegger comes on and freezes this thing, and then you've got this fucking ice hockey team as his cronies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, so comic And like fucking Chris O'Donnell's, oh, it's the ice, it was the ice hockey team from hell. And I was like, oh, this is fucking shit. And then they have, <laughs> then they have, have bad skates. an ice hockey team. Exactly. Yeah, it's, anything, it's, uh, it's counterproductive. Like, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> they should have lava hockey. Hell does exist. Oh, that would be good. They should have fucking like lava hockey or something like that there. Wouldn't fuck like character right now. Lava hockey. Fucking fire puck. It's <laughs> mm. That sounds good. <laughs> There's a game. <laughs> There's a game for you, Get on. So there you go, Batman Forever. Good show. It's decent, but it's aged horribly. Uh, no, it shade. hasn't. I don't think it has. <laughs> no, I, I'd say watch it. If, if it's that kind of hang of, you know, don't tar Batman or Robin with this, or don't tar at with the same verse that you yep. with Batman or Robin. Forever still. Good show. Kiva, what did you watch this week? Uh, this week I just watched a few wee short films. Cheating bitch. Che- uh, they're still films. They have film in the title. <laughs> they all count. Um, so, uh, the first one I watched was called The Nostalgist. Um, I can't remember who makes it. Well, I can, I just can't say it. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's 18 minutes long. It's, kind of, it's like a sci-fi. And it's the premise is like a father and son are living in like this idyllic future. Uh. Um, but very quickly you realize that it's not all what it seems. Um, never is. The plan never is in any film ever. The plot always seems to think. We should uh, be a new genre. Just keep aye. the plot. <laughs> just on like a real and life film. You know what I mean? Like you go start with a really thick plot and then make it really thin. <laughs> so <laughs> just add some water, dude. Boy goes down the shop and there's just like fucking massive explosion out there and it's just him going back to the house and sitting there thinking what's going on. He gets aye. PTSD and all. He just goes back and watches his standards. It's just him all wants that is yet no one else happens. I know he doesn't tell anybody about See, what happens. That's fucking neorealism right there. We aye. need to get on that. We need yeah, to start a movement in the Everything that he saw there's a perfectly reasonable explanation for it at the end. Alright. It was... Oh, okay. oh, well, right. Somebody was shooting a film or something, and it wasn't. It, it wasn't. And nobody it, told him. It, it wasn't actually stormtroopers, or even like or the, was, the last shot can be him fucking seeing a wee envelope that's laying fucking underneath his letterbox, and he picks up and he's all there'll be filming happening down the street. He's all right. That's how it was. That's how they just. And then the envelope explodes. And he turns on a two face. Anyway, continue. Um, so the nostalgist. Um, 
<laughs> we just can't help like on the plot just <laughs> it's, it's um it's like a right so it's a father and son and uh like visually they, they look quite like so it, it is set in the future but they're dressed quite like almost like victorian um and they're like the decor of the house like it's a bit like it's like a steampunk sort of thing off-putting it's uh, oh yeah yeah um like there's picture there's like old picture frames hanging but they're like floating like off like so you're all what's that like you know they're always just like a, a future picture frame but it looks too like fake you yeah. know um uh and then he starts kind of getting like visions the father where he's like looking in a mirror and things start to look all like digital and breaking down and he's like, oh i must go get new glasses and then as he's now he doesn't let us he's all son you have to stay here it's too dangerous outside and as he's going to glasses shop or wherever he's going um it, uh, his vision starts to get wor- you know like flip between these worlds so he's walking uh, past someone in, a, in like a lovely like bonnet and you know lo- like a lovely big dress but then really like it flits and it looks like a fucking crackhead you're all what the fuck is happening <laughs> um and so it turns out he's got these like glasses that like i'm seeing here like as if He's in this like idyllic world, but he's not. It's just like a fucking shithole. So it's like a kind of reversibly lovely. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah. Pretty um, much. Eh? And or Google it's, Glass. It's very um, it's 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 only eighteen minutes. It's very it's very predictable, but it's nice looking, and uh, there's like visually you can tell they put a lot of effort, and they even though like the there's there's one like scene that's like the place where he buys. You know, it's like a junkyard kind of scrap guy who yeah. sells shit, and uh, it's very video gamey. Uh, junkyard scrap guy. <laughs> I, don't know. I like, love it though. It's class. Do you ever play God. Resident Evil and there's just a wee random like merchant and he's all uh, and he sells you shit. It's kind of like uh, that. Yeah. Um, like like Watto from Empire or the first Star Wars. Oh, we got a Star Wars uh, fact wrong. No, because I went to go say episode, then I said Empire and said uh, from episode one. Tell the rest of them. Um, but even even as we. <laughs> Like you could, like they must have had like quite a like a it's good budget nice. for it. They're, they're, you know, it wasn't just like they could have just done it in like an empty warehouse, basically. Yeah. But they put a lot of effort in the like the set, and like it's just got like it's just like full of actual like scrap and stuff. It, it looks well. Like it's you, not. You need them production values. And yeah. uh, the, the, there's some there's some quite good CGI in it as well. Uh, it's not, obviously not like it's not like they had a limited amount of or limitless amount of money but yeah. it's quite like the attention to detail is impressive Sweet. Yeah. where did you see this short film um i don't want to say the website because it said please don't tell anybody about this website <laughs> <laughs> okay then it's, and it's like beta te- i'll tell you i'll tell you it's like but i don't want to say it okay yeah. probably find that film on youtube or something yeah, yeah but no, the, it, like she to it from youtube so you can't find it on youtube oh, okay um, so, um, um, what dodgy websites are you going on here? No, maybe, I, maybe that's part of the marketing for yeah. the film. It's not. Um, oh, one and one. It doesn't mm. seem like it, like it was illegal or anything. No, it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I just yeah. thought you could tell people where they could go. See well, because I, I was planning to. Because we're not going to tighten you like. But, <laughs> but uh, it's fine. Nobody listens. <laughs> what was I going to say? And then I watched it on a different site. Then I watched a couple of other ones. I watched. Actually, you should probably admit the, the illegal activity just to see if anyone listens if you get done <laughs> then we know someone it's not listens. illegal well well 
They just haven't finished it yet or something? It, yeah, it's and it's like t- it's and it's like testing. So it doesn't mean properly it released yet. Like, it's they, not released. Oh, and the, the high amount of traffic we would send towards that website. <laughs> they can't handle it yet. Well, I don't know. It, the, it the, just said tens of people that would say it's that beta form? I don't know what that's what okay. it, how do you beta say that? Beta. 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 Whatever. Beta, 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 beta. And anyway, the other short forms you want to say. I watched um the Do you beat that bar or beta bar? What's that? Is this he beat that bar or beat that bar? <laughs> <laughs> Horrific stuff here. Horrific scenes. The Jesus, other we're such <laughs> fucking wings here, aren't we? Let this woman talk. Just let me get it over and double it. It's too hot in here. It's way too hot. Why am I wearing this hat? <laughs> um, the other one I watched is called Leader of the Pack. That was shorter again. It was like eight, eight minutes, 25. Um, and it was made by, I don't know. I don't know who it was made by. Um, no, it has written on a scrap of paper, but I can't understand it. <laughs> Your lab broke slip. <laughs> I've written everything on a bed. You sure that wasn't the, the name of the horse she put a bed on? <laughs> Leader of the pack. It was just Oh, it was directed by Burgundy Kerbert. <laughs> directed by Born Day Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Run by love on that day, just. Oh, fuck. And I patch our horses, made films up, I'm mad. So, Leader of the Pack, uh, it is about a robbery. At it a... sounds like a horse film, Dave. I'm like, <laughs> sorry. It's sorry, about yeah. a robbery <laughs> at, a, at like a convenience store in America. Um, it's. It's it's quite witty. There's a really good character in the store clerk. Um, apart from that, the rest of the characters are kind of crap. Like, <laughs> um, he he's like the the most engaging on the screen. The rest are like, I don't know if they're, it, I don't know. It seemed a bit like amateurish, but it was it was well shot. Um, and the story was great, but he was like the, he's like the standout character. I think probably because they had like the most interesting role, which is odd. You usually think it would be like the robber or or mm. somebody who had that kind of I don't know what he's called. Like it's like he seriously does not. He's not afraid that someone's pointing a gun in his fist. He's just all right. What the fuck is he? Yeah, I can't. Um, You're saying look amateur? Did it look like sort of? thrown together like the look no, budget no, or no it didn't it because it was only it was only like really essentially like one it was a one room set and they probably just yeah. done it in a real shop you know it yeah. it looked re- you know it didn't look fake it didn't look i think it was just there's a one of the robbers so there's like two robberies going on at once so it's like a coincidental that they're both there trying to rob yeah. it and one guy's like a smackhead but he's not really believable he just looks like they put all crap makeup on him um and then the the other guy is like a young kind of, he's being pressured by another, you know, he must be trying to join yeah. a gang or something. And he's like supposed to be terrified, but it's it, it's not really viable. You know, it, you know, you can tell it's he's just pretending. Yeah. You know? It's almost like, it's about sort of the quality of the acting, I suppose. Yeah. Be. yeah. It was Kim Costner up. It was him. It was, he, yeah, it was him. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah, he's taking anything Doesn't surprise days. me. But, but I thought, like, <laughs> I, I actually really enjoyed it. It was... Um, you could you could spend it, but you could give it eight minutes. Yeah, exactly. Well, if you, if you can't come out eight minutes, they saw them, then it must be fucking horrific. <laughs> Vimeo's you know pretty. I mean? There's some fucking gems on Vimeo. Like, a pick of the weeks are usually pretty good, like. It is actually someone that I've always been disappointed on. I think you've, uh, it's, a, it's an interesting kind of topic that you brought up about short films. I think it's, 
for me personally, I think it's something that I don't watch enough of. Because there's yeah. so many great short films out there. And I used to try and set myself a day every month. They watch at least, you know, 10 or 15 of them. You know, especially we eight the 15 minute long ones. Because I'll happily sit and watch fucking sometimes 10 or 15 features in a week. You can batter through a lot of fucking shorts in no time at all. The and there's, there's some of them are fucking so creative because... For me, personally, a lot of time you watch short films, I think short films can actually act as a better inspiration than features because a lot of features that you watch follow the sort of same narrative structure, they follow the same sort of patterns, whereas short films, they're almost like calling cards for some directors, so sometimes they're fucking uh, ridiculously creative or they're ridiculously uh, sort of focused in a different direction than what any feature would be. And sometimes you get some of the most interesting stories, I think, from short films because they are so focused on one wee bit of narrative. Mm. Instead of having to put on all these subplots or having to stretch it out there an hour and a half, I, I don't know. I think I, I, I'm saying this, but I'm, I'm sort of kind of getting to myself <coughs> for not doing so. But I think people should definitely watch more short films. I think I should watch more short films. So you could do like when, when you're having your coffee in the morning or something. Yeah. The, the hard days. thing with short films though is because, like, probably mostly you'd be getting them just on the internet, like on Vimeo or YouTube or whatever. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's it's knowing kind of what wants to go see because yeah. you like everybody probably has a short film on youtube you know what i mean like it's not necessarily like how i do you do, you do. You do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like how, how do you actually find the ones that will stick out about because like if yeah. you just type short film on the youtube like i mean like no vimeo type in vimeo sure drama yeah. film yeah. it's more for that like and it's hd like it's really good hd films like i think and uh i think i've, I've always sort of had i mean like with, sh- with shorts, it's just you know, I think shorts there should be a cutoff uh, budget on a short. Really, mm-hmm. I think if you're putting twenty grand on a short, you're fucking insane. Because mm-hmm. you, you can make you, a, a you can make a feature, yeah. a low budget feature on twenty grand. Like we're about to do a short for fuck all, like so. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I, like, I just think we're about to make a feature for under fucking ten grand as well, exactly. and it's just like fucking. I think, uh, the AFTA or sort of that, you know, Irish Film No, the Irish Film Board, like, you know, they, they can give you up to 150000 for a short. Jesus what? Christ. Aye. And it's just like... You can make fucking two or three features out of that there if you budget it well enough. What the fuck? Like, I don't know. I don't know. That's phenomenal. What's, the, wor- what's the word's that? crazy, Shan. The word's crazy. The word's crazy. What's the actual cut off lengthwise for a short? Like, when is it no longer minutes. a short? 40 minutes. It, 42 uh, minutes, actually. I think it's for, it's forty two to forty five minutes. It varies from festival to festival. Though. So if you I have fifty minutes, I, that's a feature. I think the standard. No, I, think I think it is forty five minutes. It's around that, it, but some some places say under an hour is a short. Do you know what? We'll, we'll see if we can get the sort of the uh, the definition. So continue on with your continue on with your chat. But it's just can't, like well like so over an hour is technically a feature then. Yeah, yeah. Anything over an hour is usually a feature. Like so, stand if, by me. It's if, an hour and fifteen minutes. Yeah. But if it's an hour, so if, it's, if, it's, well, if it's if it's forty five minutes. So is it is fifty minutes a feature? Ah, well, it depends on the definition, but I'll try right, and find it. I'm, I'm, assume, like I'm assuming that fifty minutes would be a feature, but it's just there's I not that many fifty minute over, features. I thought it was over an hour. Right. We'll see now. When I'm just taking well, well, When I does a short film become a long film? Become <laughs> 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 a longing. No, because it's it's a weird thing with me, kind of. If I'm going to the cinema to see something, and you see something's only like an hour and ten minutes, you kind of think, no, oh, like. You're not really getting your money's worth or something. I know it's I know stupid mean, to yeah, think yeah. that way. Forty yeah. minutes or less. Forty minutes or less. There you go. There you go. Forty, five minutes, 40 minutes is a feature. <laughs> yeah. 
What, what, where are you getting that from, Shan? Well, in fairness, that is Wikipedia, but that's no, that's probably seems, some ball bag. It seems quite, <laughs> I mean, it seems quite the fun level. As, as, as a short as, film is any film not long enough to be considered a feature film. Although no consensus exists as to where that boundary is drawn, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences defines a short film as an original motion picture that has a running time of forty minutes or less, including all credits. See, but that's I, I, I that's, that's some ball bag. It has a forty-one minute film. That's come from Ampus. That's come from Ampus. But see. I think I uh, under forty, but I don't think that over I, forty is a feature. I, I think it has to be over an hour to be considered a feature. I think I think maybe that's what it is. Not according to Ampus, anyway. <laughs> no, but no, I think you're <laughs> no, right. No, but no, you know no, what no. I mean. Uh, so between forty and an hour is just this metal metal film, the weird the, the, purgatory of fucking. <laughs> There's an fucking thing we can tap on that nobody's doing. But we're talking about horse films, and now. Where's the, where's the fifty minute films? Where's where's the fifty minuteers? I think they're called TV. That's for <laughs> I, films for the man on the go. Too fast, TV film. That's probably what it is. Yeah, uh, TV film. Middle films, then. That's what we should be focused on. Middle, not films. features or shorts. Mm. Middle films. We we'll call ourselves the middlemen. Yeah. Probably, <laughs> probably a very good reason why there's not many of them though. <laughs> you ever see a film, Middlemen? No. Giovanni Ribisi. No. It's about how they basically started internet porn. Really. Is it good? It's not not Giovanni Ribisi himself. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's him. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. No, it's ba- it's basically they become the middlemen of their charging people, but then they're getting the porn from other places and doling it out. So yeah, they're the middlemen. I'm Always pretty sure it's it. based on a true story. <laughs> it's, it's probably interesting. I don't like kicking the what I've watched this week. No, that's what else to talk about. Uh, <laughs> 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 it has to be the longest one I've ever watched ever. I've like been talking for fucking well over an hour. Ah, well, fuck it. It hasn't even been. No. Oh, yeah, it is. It li- <laughs> right, 20 seconds over it's an hour. <laughs> you have said before I'm you, cracking. But you said well over an hour, so I'm still counting that as wrong. <laughs> yeah, fuck, okay, fair enough. Then. Well, so uh, why have you watched this week, Sean? What I watched was uh, Krampus. It was oh. released uh, It was released uh, just Christmas time. I don't know if you've heard about like the sort of mythological demon of Krampus. It's like a German folklore and shit like that, but apparently it's Santa's shadow. I I first heard of it from that TV show The League, but really? I thought uh, the, no The League. Yeah, they 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 brought it up on the air, but I thought it was just a stupid thing they made up on no, that no, show. No, 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 actually, it actually has you fucking. You know what they're on about in that show? Yeah, I give up after series four. I, I know it. They just kind of got shite. It 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 wasn't about the football anymore. Nah, it was just about them, and it's not really funny. I hit that crow as well. Do you ever get I, smarmy really, fucker? I like Paul Shear though. <laughs> Paul Shears class. I like him. And Jada Plas, obviously. Hey? Yeah. Jada Plas? Oh, uh, Duplass. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever get my thought just comes to you and you just... It's because, because me and Mickey have been talking about wanking all night. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But, uh, well, we have been wanking. No, but, 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 but it was just like... Santa's just all, I know, really good. And then the shadow's just fucking having a, having a wank. Like. <laughs> You see Santa's shit. The evil side of him is the bad side. I'm Irwin. But Santa's actually grand. He's just having a cup of tea, but the, the, the bad side of him is having a wee wank. <laughs> but anyway, Santa's shadow, right? Uh, so that's what Krampus says. Santa's shadow is evil. Apparently, if. Did you ever have a wank on a mar? Did your shadow ever have a wank when you didn't? I think I did. Uh. <laughs> uh. And then you, you realised it was just someone behind you. Your shadow! Yeah, there's, there's, like there's like a brown. And your uh, baby behind uh, you. Know? Uh, uh, that could be a short. <laughs> that could be a fucking horror short. No. That's fucking scary as shit. There's a stain, Wait, on, my, there's stain on my wall that touching? actually just looks like a shadow that stayed there. <laughs> Put that way. Uh. I knew about you stay wank behind us curtains. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea why you said it. You know him as well. 
What do you mean? Is it because his ma used to spray me for breeze and he like the smell? I think he done it once because he wanted because he didn't have anything to wipe his hands with, so he wanted to wipe it in the curtains. But then it just became kind of thing of him winking behind the curtains. He like like you're hiding behind. No, he was inside the curtains while she was pulling his bar. So could you, you not see him through the window that the curtains are at? No, I play up blinds as well. <laughs> you don't have blinds and curtains. Blinds it's and one curtains. or the other. Yeah, blinds and curtains. That's like a rich belt and suspenders. Mm. Actually, no, wait, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> we just never use the curtains. <laughs> I've seen the curtains are for sure. The curtains, they don't even close. Curtains never get used like... Anyway, Krampus. You ever iron your curtains? Never. Mental. Never once. Never washed them. I never probably stink them. But... Uh, Krampus 2015, directed by Michael Doherty or Dougherty, whatever. You, you like him, don't you? I like Trick or Treat, and I mean, Krampus is sort of like a spiritual successor to Trick or Treat. If you haven't seen it, it's like a 2007 film based around Halloween and all the folklore around like Halloween and, and Samhain and stuff like that. And it's these wee kind of separate stories. Samhain is right, by the way, and it's not Sam Hain, like everybody says. Oh, no, I, I, just, I didn't have a clue what you, I just Sorry. thought you were having a stroke Sorry. or something. <laughs> Sawen? Is it Sawen? What's Sawen? What is it? I'm dirty, son. What's Sawen or what is it? It's, it's that the pagan festival was kind of an inspiration for Halloween. We, right. we, we created Halloween. Did we? We created Irish created Halloween. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. No, I don't know. No bar this one. Is that why. Created the crack as well. Is that why Derry's the biggest Halloween celebration? Do you know what? I would like to think so. It is the biggest in Europe. It is Halloween City. It's the only thing we've got to fucking. Who's measuring that, though? Let's be honest with you. Well, you start about Halloween. So many cock jokes and it's just not on. But I'm going to fly in here. Kiva feels left out. She doesn't have a We'll get you a fake one, don't worry. Just land on next week. We're like double one of the Sell to that on just. My head's Uh Krampus. Adam Scott, Tony Collette. Do you know what? Does she play a woman on the edge? She really does again. Yet again, yet again. It's her playing a woman on the edge. Every time. Personal favourite of ours, Tony Collette. But she really is playing a woman on the edge again. I'm like, Paul, this way, one of our wings gets fucking it during the film. She's obviously going to be on the edge. But do you know what? I found this sort of mildly entertaining it's one of ones that you can just kind of it's a pure it's fucking, fucking it's a pure it's a, it's a pure Sunday watch like so you can just chill out and well not chill out like it's about fucking mad at times is it <laughs> <laughs> not chill out like a way gets hit and somebody gets fucking <laughs> <laughs> somebody gets sodomized but apart from that apart from that there's grand like I can watch my family is it is it supposed to be like, like a Goonies? is it supposed <laughs> to be like a co- like All a comedy was, horror this, or? see this is the problem this is what I'm getting at and this way I probably think and I said that oh it's kind of chilled out but then it's about mad <laughs> My main problem is it doesn't know what it wants to be. Because ah. it's built up and there's no real jump scares and all I got there. It's all, I wouldn't say psychological horror, but it's like that sort of thing that, you know, you know, shoo you nothing and it's scarier and it kind of works. Well, what's so sort of a psychological horror? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know when uh, stuff goes on in your own head. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's more Arson psychological style. horror and they avoid jump scares and stuff like that. But then it's it's sort of standard build up. It's not that scary. You don't really give a fuck about the characters. I think the writing's not the best. I love the characters. You don't really care about. Maybe except the kid who's the, like the main focal point. But Adam Scott and Tony Collette's character, they're just they're, they're off the fucking conveyor belt. Like you've seen them ten thousand times before, and you can kind of tell where the film's going. But then as it's sort of building up, and it's starting to ramp up the tension, and you know you're you're, you're, you're I wouldn't say age your seat, but you're you're kind of getting involved. You're getting engaged with it anyway, and you're kind of waiting for Krampus to show up. <laughs> <laughs> Even saying crap, crap, I'm a mad fucking stupid word. Like, but um, 
all when all this is happening then he says this is the fucking worst <laughs> all this tension builds up and all that thing you're like fuck here he comes and stuff because it's all practical effects and that's, that's why <laughs> here he comes here he comes, comes. he's stomping down that fucking chimney so good as well because the way they came out of the house they have to keep that fire lit they'll keep that fire big he's coming <laughs> <laughs> but then eventually the fire gets fucking turfed out and he's down like a shit <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Krampus is coming Krampus straight why down. the fuck is Krampus after him alright oh, uh, this is the <laughs> thing is, like, bad? is it Christmas time obviously it's set it's, it's, it's Christmas, Christmas time <laughs> <laughs> why the fuck else are Krampus memory like I don't know <laughs> why the fuck's Krampus putting about <laughs> oh, it's, not, Christmas. Uh, it's not Christmas he's not about like Krampus <laughs> <laughs> Krampus <laughs> woke up early and was just all fuck it. Just all these a couple of festive murders. Gotta go murder a couple of families here, right? They'll see you in a bit. See you in a bit. He's starving. He just wanted to eat away. I love that Krampus is coming. Krampus is rocking up. Tell us about when Krampus rocks up. Go on, tell us. Right, so what happens is... Right, that... That tension... That... So uh the worst thing out the tension's all balled up and you're thinking, Oh fuck, what's gonna happen? What's it gonna look like? Because you've seen like a fucking you've seen his his wee coat and all that you know those wee shots that you give you, like, you give me a wee detail shot of a coat flapping about that. You see his fucking shoes when he's paragliding on crack. Not paragliding, not paragliding, Leviton. Why is it Michael Myers fucking paragliding? It chases Emily Curtis paraglider. Still at, like, walking speed. Fucking walking speed. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Come on, can you tell what happens then? Holy fuck. Oh. Right, all attention's bought up. You're thinking, fuck, here he comes. And then he sends in this pack of minions. And it's... You think... <laughs> you're kind of assuming, oh, this is fucking... This is serious. Like, Krampus is going to be a bad bastard. And then he sends in a bunch of fucking gingerbread men. <laughs> I mean, like, evil gingerbread men. You're like, ah, oh, come on. Like, But the worst thing is, is that they build it up as being a proper horror and then they make it slapsticky and they fucking throw on like this big fucking jack-in-the-box boy who eats wings and all this crack and this fucking these mad gingerbread men who they have to fucking fuck knives at and all this and it's like <laughs> but I, I think that that's where it falls down then because you're kind of half invested like I say the writing's not the best uh, it's about a standard story you don't give a fuck about the characters looks great and stuff like that there you're kind of interested in this sort of folklore around what Krampus is and all this here sort of shit but then when it's actually revealed, don't get me wrong, the actual Krampus and his fucking cronies look great, you know what I mean? Because it's all practical effects and they look really, really well, but then when the sort of comedic elements start coming and stuff like that, it's, 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 it just doesn't know what it wants to be. It doesn't know if it wants to be a straight sort of horror or if it wants to have these comedic elements. And then when the comedy does come, it's not funny, you know what I mean? Because it's, it's purely rotten. Mm. And when the characters start dying too, and I've actually read a couple of reviews of the film, it's one of those ones where because you care that little about the characters, you actually kind of want... Krampus they fucking won like because he's the only kind of interesting <laughs> thing because they actually they, they actually hold off showing him for so long you're like oh fuck you know and then when he shows up he actually is genuinely creepy looking and he is an absolute fucking cunt as well but I mean that's it's just something that I didn't really get I mean they want it to be humorous but then when he does actually show up 
some of the deaths, even though they're off screen, are like really gruesome. So the, tonally, it's all over the place. You know what I mean? Mm. And uh, it's just not very well written. And then the ending for me is a bit of a cop out and doesn't really make sense. But I won't, I won't spoil it for people in case, in case they want to watch it. Which they probably won't. What happens to Krampus? What happens to Krampus? Fucks off, just Christmas done, like. (laughs) (laughs) He's away on Boxing Day. (laughs) (laughs) Wait for a couple of bets on just (laughs) in the metro. (laughs) (laughs) He fucks off, I went skating. (laughs) But then, it's mildly entertaining. I think visually, it's very good. Like I said, the practical effects are very good. I think it's a stock sort of story. We start characters, pretty fucking suspect writing. But because tonally and because it doesn't really know where it wants to be, it just kind of falls down. You don't really know where to kind of apply your focus to. You know what I mean? You don't know what really you're watching. But uh, and as well, it's 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 no it's that's the worst thing. It's not scary or funny, and it's trying to be both. Man. But it fails on both fucking parts. Like you know what mm. I mean? But Shan, the key to any good Christmas dinner is Christmas. a good, is a good stock. <laughs> oh my lord! You've been prepping that one of me. <laughs> I kind of wanted you to stop talking earlier to make it more relevant to when you kept saying stock, but it didn't work. <laughs> sure, just let it go. But, uh, fuck, no, was it? There was one other fucking thing I was going to say about it. I know, fuck it, it's gone. It's mediocre, but it's one of them ones you could, you could switch off for a while and give it a fucking Google. Yeah. Guarantees your dandy see it, and they see what Krampus looks like. <laughs> 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 then they get a look at this warlock. <laughs> <laughs> Get a wee joke as we coat flapping about. <laughs> I loved how when you were like being all coat flapping about, you were you. I believed you were a flapping coat. You were, you, you were really good at it. You're coat flapping. Where's Django? Maybe. <laughs> maybe I finally find my column. <laughs> coat flapper number four. <laughs> we're ready for you. <laughs> you flapping it down. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Okay, and we'll move on to topics, 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 he <laughs> looks surprised at being called it. Yes. You, 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 you're, you're, you're double dipping. You were topic last week, topic this week. Oh. Call ye. He had not a couple months, like, so he must have a few saved up. <laughs> no, no wank bank. Uh, <laughs> a topic bank. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but uh, what do you call it? Uh, just uh, tailing off from what we were saying about uh, Jim Carrey and Tommy Jones and that. I just thought, like, there's some. 
sort of fairly interesting sort of famous feuds and that kind of stuff and all. I mean, like pro- probably the, the one that really uh, changed the, the I suppose, what the film was going to be was probably The Tower of Inferno with McQueen. And, did yeah. we talk about this before? No, we haven't talked about this feud. Uh, so it's, it's a film called Tower of Inferno. It was just like a sort of, a, it was meant to be like a Paul Newman vehicle. Yeah. And it was just like a disaster film, you know, because I think Poseidon Adventure come out, so they go right. Done we'll, quite well. We'll wreck a boat and Poseidon, <laughs> and then people have to get out of it, okay. and then well, what can we do next? Oh, we'll wreck, we'll wreck a really fucking tall building, <laughs> and people have to get out of it. It's like a boat, but standing up. But it's, it's a, a land of, boat. It's, it's I think they refer to it as. It's the kind of films that come out of a conversation, like you're all right. So say right now, we see. Say if you were up about you know 112 stories right just for sake of argument right you know you're sitting on a paint right boy and he's all you're all right he's all uh and then uh just for some fucking mad reason uh the fucking from fr- from floor 100 during day 85 gets fucking blown up just for whatever we'll figure out out later out doesn't matter anyway how the fuck would you get from floor 112 down the fucking ground. <laughs> well, you wouldn't be going from a floor 112. I should have been blown up, hasn't it? No, so from so from floor fucking 100 down to 85, <laughs> it's blown up. Right. Or as there's an explosion. It's still holding a yard. <laughs> <laughs> it's flawless, flawless plot. <laughs> it's going to fall over. You're against the clock, look. And you know what? Against the fucking clock. See, back in the day, they probably would have horsed about fucking 50 grand of you there in a spot. Yeah, <laughs> Just that idea. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, this is the plot of fucking Turn Inferno. I don't know the exact numbers of the floors. Obviously. It's probably 100, 111 because they've taken out 13. Anyway, but uh, <laughs> what do you call it? Uh, uh, so this is essentially the plot. How the fuck do you get off a building? But it's one of these things where you would just sit there going, I, Jesus, I'd have a fucking parachute in my fucking desk office or my desk drawer. So I just fuck off with a parachute. <laughs> fuck a chair. It's very one of the I've actually always thought that though. If I don't work in a skyscraper, I'd, 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 I'd invest in a parachute just in no, case. Sure, I've sure always thought that too. That's right. a really good idea. No, but like, is there not like a limit for like base jumping that? Like, no, but I mean, would like, you be at a correct I height? this way. I mean, like, obviously, just out. yeah. When the world, when the World Trade wow. Center was still there, a boy parachuted off the top, which is like a hundred and ten stories, and and he was grand. I think it's on like, now this is fucking completely just you a guess. Grand Theft Auto? <laughs> he didn't grand Theft Auto. Well, to be fair, my my knowledge of this is Mission Impossible Three. I think <laughs> <laughs> Tom Cruise does it. I'm sure, any, anything under fifty stories, you'd be fucked. I mean, you'd have to fucking ground like a bag of soup. But uh, <laughs> 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 that was but I mean, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna stay that way. I got that guy. 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 I got it's more about it's more about the, the image you get. <laughs> Doesn't matter if I exist or not. I point what I drew my car to me. I might as well have a bag of soup. <laughs> I think there was like a like an experiment done with cats that Go if on. you drop them from like like they dropped them from like a one story thing two story thing, and uh, the higher the higher they went up, the cat was getting more injured, obviously. But like after like five stories or like ten stories, they were actually getting less injured because they were hitting like terminal velocity or something and they were kind of doing like a flying squirrel thing and like oh. expanding out and it actually slowed them down and then they were fine 
Fucking hell. And cats, you have to kind of watch yeah, them. Yeah, i seen on YouTube, like, someone just fucking a cat off. Of, I don't know how high, they were quite high. Like, <laughs> and they just don't think I was next. And it kind of just walked away. Don't think I was next pair of them. Just some bastard. Just high as fucking turtles, Kira. Don't know. Anyway, anyway, this feud, I. Yeah, uh, this feud, but, uh. <laughs> <laughs> As we say, uh, this, uh, this, this old fucking disaster film, and all just a vehicle for Paul Newman. And uh, a couple of other big actors, not all, but there was like an original screenplay, apparently. Uh, there's, there's a fireman character who's only made to show up at the end. Uh, and they just thought, oh, it'd be fun. We've got two of the biggest actors, and we've never seen them on screen together. Uh, let's get Steve McQueen to show up at the very end and do a wee scene. It'll be about a crack and all. and Never, but them two fucking hated each other. Yep. And uh, so McQueen says, I'll be on the film if, and only if, I have the exact same amount of lines as Paul Newman on the film. Cl- classic megalomaniac, like classic oh, fucking mental. narcissist. Though. But I asked what another thing say. is about the argument with a poster. I think his name's actually, higher on the poster. Because no, Paul act- Newman's the lead, but Steve McQueen's name is on the right-hand side of the poster, but it's higher than Newman's. That film, I think... Really, like, he argued for all this stuff. I read an article years ago about how the Turn Inferno kind of changed film marketing. And I'm nearly sure that through the feud and stuff we get, and through McQueen being this fucking narcissist and obviously not wanting to be overshadowed by Newman, I think that the sort of result of that was that created do you ever see that you know if you got two big stars in a film yeah. you've got the diagonal names on a poster rather yeah. the diagonal names on a poster or their names are side by side at each side of the poster that essentially created that because back up until then I mean you probably have one big alphabetical star alphabetical order as well Aye. I'm sure I'd probably yeah. but I mean it's just fucking shocking because that was a, I mean, you probably won't hear that again I think that star power to the fucking nth degree, you know what yeah, I mean? Just build high stage, fuck off. Yeah, fuck off it. Because even though I mean, like we saw in the Jupiter discuss from recently, that you actually think I'm not quite. I, I do agree with you in, in many ways, but you actually think it's star power starting to die out. It's dead. You think it is? I, I mean, like, what, what was the reasons you give again? You think because of the proliferation of sort of like online media and content and stuff, I like got people are getting to see more stuff. So just because a big actor's attached to it, you know, people won't actually kind of go and see a film just based on that. You know, well, some still will. No, but you see, I see. I would agree more that air. Like they, they sell directors of things yeah. more so than stars. Oh. But no, my my whole thing with like the star power dying is just just look at it. I mean, like Will Smith can't sell a film anymore. Yeah, you know what I mean? Shocking. And and he, even even Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise can sell Mission Impossible, but all our Tom Cruise films don't do great. No, do you know? No, well, they, they they do mean like the same week that. Uh, a million ways a day in the west came out edge of tomorrow came out which just seemed like a sort of an, an action ear kind of fucking vehicle that's, for tom that, cruise that's struggled no, but to make that bomb that, that bomb i mean that's, that's and it's open a weekend it fucking killed one uh, million ways a day in the west like i got more down to a million ways a day in the west i mean you would always assume anyway that fucking obviously a tom cruise vehicle especially a completely bomb i thought that all right no no it i think it eventually just about made its money i broke even but i know it it was way it made way less than what they were expecting it was the same thing with jack reacher yeah jack reacher doesn't do as well tom tom cruise can't sell film it's a mission impossible thing and will smith can't sell a film anymore i mean because we when we talked about that before like there's three people that still have it leo can sell a film yeah leonardo DiCaprio can sell a film he's one of the few stars that still has proper star it's on it's on that we talked about recently uh with leo and i i personally think that the reason being is because he's so choosy with his roles i yeah. think the fact that 
Leo doesn't fucking churn out, you know, three or four you films a year. Just anything, I think. I think when you, you, I think it's because, as you say, he's choosy. You trust yeah. him, I suppose. Yeah, aye, exactly. And it's aye, because he's because not churning out shit all the time. You know, usually aye, Leo's films are always pretty good. It's something we talked about last week as well. Like Heron said, he doesn't think he's ever seen a bad Leonardo DiCaprio film, mm-hmm. and so people get into that. Like, oh, Leo doesn't make bad films, so you trust. Even if you, if you're not well into what the film looks like, you'll go see it because of Leo because you trust him. I don't think, it, and that's actually a very good point, because I don't think it's any coincidence that Will Smith and Tom Cruise were seen as fucking, you know, two Mr. Bankables, like the two Mr. Bankables in Hollywood, and you could have guaranteed at least like a hundred million fucking dollar opening weekend if you had Will Smith uh. or Tom Cruise, but then after after Earth, Will Smith's yeah. taking a serious nosedive, I think first of all, because he was tied to you know, Shyam Allen, who's kind of... He's, they, he's, they hid the fuck out oh, of the I fact like that he but, directed but, but that film. You know yourself, he's, he's like, he's, he has box office poison. There's a taboo around him. You know, he's, he's like the one that the critics love to pick on and stuff like that. And it's probably justified. But I think it was more the fact too that he kind of, he had a son on there and it just seemed like a sort of passion project. But then it turned out shit. I know. You know the, I mean? I, well, the whole thing way after it as well is like, it was nearly like a bait and switch. Like they presented it like Will Smith was going to be the main character, but it's his son. Completely supportive. And I think that it's no coincidence that since then, focus struggled with Margot Robbie Concussion yeah. didn't really do any business even though when they released Concussion if Concussion for me personally would have been released 10 years ago when Will Smith was you know the, the fucking box get, office hype that it, is I think as it influences the decision they do by Boys 3 because <laughs> he is doing it ah he is doing yeah. it could possibly he could be trying to fucking pull back a star power but you know Shit what I mean get, up get a real one more time <laughs> <laughs> but, but have you ever seen that fucking shot though I fucking hate I'm not gonna I, I hate bad boys. That's shit. I hate the first one. I hate but the just second when one. you say fucking shit, just got real like as bad boys like. <laughs> no, no way. You know, it's that shot where it's just you know, proper know, Michael Bay spinning around and all that there and all, and they're sort of come up with slow motion and all, they're sweaty and all, and they just they just lost out on a fucking gunfight or something like that there, and they get a phone call saying, "I've got your fucking wife or whatever." She just, just got just real. Thought, Shit just got real. <laughs> <laughs> it's always Martin Lawrence that says it though, isn't it? <laughs> I think, does he say it in the two films? I think so. I don't know. <laughs> I, think I, I can't even mind. I think it's the second one. I know, definitely the second one, the scene you're describing, but they probably say it in the first one as well. See, because there is a chase in the street <laughs> where fucking, they're both, or one of them's running down with a fucking, for some reason, their shirt opens, so you just see fucking abs running at you <laughs> in slow motion, because it's Michael Bay, obviously. <laughs> But I think if, nah, it, was if it happens in the first one, that's where it would be when they don't catch up with the battery. Nah. Shit, shit would have got fairly real after that. Like. <laughs> I've, I've said they... <laughs> I've, I've said they might get up. At least semi-autobiographical. I've said they might get a couple of things as well. Martin Lawrence must be fucking delightedly signed on the bad boys back in the 90s because his fucking career is dog shit now. Yeah. I mean, that, that's his fucking Blue streak. Hi. Brown streak. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to Tower and Inferno. <laughs> yeah, back to Tower and Inferno. Well, I think we've pretty much wrapped up that feud, but oh, I yeah, think maybe the, ne- the next feud you should go on is another one. Oh, no, actually, someone I wanted to ask is because it stems from Tom Lee Jones and Jim Carrey, what we we're talking about. That like that obviously came from Tom Lee Jones doesn't like Jim Carrey, so that created the animosity. Yep. So, and then in Paul Newman and Steve McQueen, it was Steve McQueen being a that's, dick that's a professional feud I mean like, I think with Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey that Tommy Lee Jones just for whatever reason personally doesn't like Jim Carrey probably unjustified as well from the way he described it but it, it probably is uh, yeah. but uh, I think we McQueen McQueen wanted these sort of and I'm going to say this obviously Paul Newman's my favourite actor so I'm going to be probably pretty biased but anytime that it's people Paul Newman's fucking sound guys sound but anytime people look at that feud 
it's, it's, Steve, it's, McQueen's it's Steve McQueen's fault. the dick and, yeah. and Paul Newman's the fucking Simon. I'm just making you, a movie. <laughs> what no, but they're all these competitors. Like, I mean, they both they both raced in the Le Mans yep. as well and this kind of thing. And I think they're both big racers and this kind of stuff. Uh, and I love the like cars and stuff. Like, yeah. and, and I think you'd always like it if, if Paul Newman won it, but I don't think he ever did. Yeah. McQueen won it one year. Uh, it is a competitive thing, but I think that the way to, I think, McQueen on a professional level which then probably kind of seeped under like a personal level hatred I think was jealous of Paul Newman's sort of critical success because McQueen had a couple of critically loved films and stuff like that but I think it was probably an inferiority thing for me personally I think it was an inferiority thing with McQueen because he was frustrated in the fact that he, he just he isn't as good an actor as Paul Newman like. you know yeah, what I mean he's no, not no, and, he, no. and he didn't really have the filmography that, that Newman had and I think that really irked him because they were two huge stars at the same time and I think that he kind of felt belittled by him not belittled but he felt smaller he didn't feel like the star he thought he should be he has there's lots of fucking you know I, I think I think it's because I think a lots of reasons it's because I mean we, we, obviously we don't fucking know these men we never mm. will like but there's just too many stories about McQueen's ego being bruised oh, and that. I think Richard Donner talked about working with McQueen he he directed a couple of TV episodes of some where McQueen was was in on that and uh it was like one of these things where he was set up and ready to go and donner was just like he says i was chilled out as it comes like but he says when people are fucking around and wasting time mcqueen was over fucking chatting to the makeup gear just on and then uh he says he shouted over he's all right steve we get going then and he's just all give me a minute here and donner just lost the head and he turns around and he goes all right but uh, we're, we're we're getting delayed here because mcqueen uh mcqueen's fucking holding us all up and all and he fucking apparently said something like that he says, we're all waiting for fucking McQueen here, and he's talking to two gears, this kind of thing. And then McQueen apparently just fucking walked off a set yeah, of and didn't right. do the day or whatever. Like, Shut but, down the whole production, probably. Ah, just being a wanker, like. But uh, uh, I think I think generally Newman always comes across, you know, he just, it just, you never hear stories about the ego like that, man. Oh, you never hear stories about Newman as well. I think Newman just kind of beloved, obviously, because he started the whole in the wall gang. Which created something like four hundred million fucking dollars for like uh you know basically disadvantaged kids, and then he started obviously Newman's own fucking uh, recipe sauces and all that, and he never took one bit of profit off that. That all every profit ever from Newman's own was filtered straight under the hole in the wall gang. So I mean like after tax obviously and all that shit, but uh, he just seemed like a really decent nice man as well. And that's why he's probably the best actor I've lived. Well, he's not the best actor I've ever lived, but he's my favorite. No, but, but, <laughs> but, but I think it's no coincidence that if like I mean he's worked with the same directors two or three times with yeah. different and uh, it's no coincidence that they go I fuck it was handed off working with him at working with him again yeah. and just that just gets around like doesn't it like mm. I I know a few you were talking about beforehand and I'll I'll let you take it away here uh, is Fonda and Hopper yes. I was on the set of Easy Rider. Apparently, I don't. I don't know exactly how. How did it start? Do it started from? Because Hopper was the director. Hopper was pretty much on yeah. acid for most of the fucking film. Oh, completely <laughs> and utterly mental. But what, what I absolutely love is, uh, it's it's a book that me and the main heron like quite a bit. It's, uh, Peter Buskin, Easy Rider. Or sorry, it's uh, far easy, out, man. It's far out. <laughs> easy Rider, Raging Bulls. So if you're kind of in the film history, especially around like the sort of new Hollywood and like the late sixties and, and and the sort of seventies and the very very early eighties. Uh, give it a read. It's a phenomenal oh, book. Where's my jug? Ah, oh, fuck, we're empty. Oh, here, look. Yes. Mm, sorry. <laughs> oh, you left your jug downstairs. Uh, but uh, Peter Buskin, he's a writer, Raging Bulls, and he kind of goes in depth uh, in talking about the sort of production of Easy Rider. Because Easy Rider, along with a couple of other films like uh, Bonnie and Clyde and Point Blank and The Graduate, kind of kickstarted this countercultural movement in American cinema. 
move away from the shadow system, etc., etc. I'm not bored with the fucking history. But like Heron was saying, uh, Dennis Hopper was a fucking psychopath. My, my favorite, quote, <laughs> and like, but like my 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 favorite. Is he really he was all oh, everything, yeah, well, I, everything could get like sure, oh, as as film after that, the last movie they lost like I think they lost like a third of the footage they shot. Yeah, <laughs> and if you ever watch it, like you're 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 watching this film because they just released it and it's sort of done in film history now, and you're watching it and like it'll come up a black screen, real missing, and then it'll go to the next scene. You're like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, and it just you have to fill in the sort of dots yourself. It happens like three or four times in that film. And they still they just put it out. They they put it out because it's it's now sort of deemed as film history like they buried it know. like I mean I think oh, it's right. it's, it's, deemed uh, as, it's deemed as film history as well because it was the follow up the you know like a really important fucking film for that for that movement uh, Easy Rider but uh, what I love is, is Hopper's quote apparently they, they landed in New Orleans <laughs> Nalens 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 going to shoot this film and uh, <laughs> Dennis Hopper never directed a film before completely off his fucking tits they went there to shoot the Mardi Gras fucking festival and stuff shoot they got there him. but because he spent that much time Giving the whole crew a bollocking and going on this fucking megalomaniac, uh, just a madman. Megalomaniac. <laughs> yeah. Just going this mad. You know what he's saying. That uh, <laughs> they, they missed the festival, so they had now they shoot. So they kind of had him make it up as they went along. Well, see, but, that's why during when they're when they're supposed to be at the thing, see, there was all this B unit stuff shot. Yeah. The shot that was all shot, and because like, there was guys off shooting B unit stuff while he was telling off two or three cameramen, yeah. and they actually got away that stuff. But on the film, when you see Peter Fonda and Hopper walking the street with two girls. If you notice, you never see them in the same shot as yeah. the the Mardi Gras. What I love too is that that Dennis Hopper's famous. It's quote sort of undercut, but you never see them in the yeah. same shot. Dennis, Ho- Dennis Hopper's fucking uh, famous quote when he was given the whole fucking clue and stuff like that. All I can was, "I'm the greatest Muller fucking director America's ever seen." Had not directed <laughs> a film at that point, like, <laughs> I mean, but just an absolute fucking psychopath, drug-addled fucking lunatic. I'm actually always astounded. That Dennis Hopper loved in the seventies because seeing that book alone, the amount of fucking drug abuse that it details oh, from Dennis man. Hopper, I cannot fucking believe that man loved yeah. past fucking thirty five. I started reading a book about him, which is called Hopper, and, has, <laughs> <laughs> and it has it has like uh, good artwork and stuff I guess here and all, but it was just it was one of these fucking. I'm I'm, I'm going to just reread Easy Writer's Vision Bills because it's it, it tells more about Hopper than than most things. This book was just this fucking. I can't even fucking remember the name of the guy, but it, it was like the journalist was talking about himself, yeah, and talking about how he found these stories of Hopper, and just as soon as you start having a journalist who's talking about himself, then you just go, "There's definitely gonna be someone that's fucking embellished." Yeah, back to him, and you're and definitely you're, you're, just... he's taking a liberty with shit, and I'm just, I just, I think it was a Christmas present, all that there, but I was just like, I'm not fucking reading that shit. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean. Going even back on the the, the sort of few things. Wrap it and give it away next year. Going uh, on, going on the how this feud started. Um, Good night, sweet prince. They started shooting these writer. Uh, they left New Orleans, New Orleans, Nalans. and uh, they went Nalans. back to New Orleans. <laughs> went back to went back to California, and essentially they went to the producer Bert Schneider, who's like a really fucking probably one of the most important figures in the new Hollywood movement and stuff like that. And I Peter, heard it was about Bert. Yeah, but hey, uh, Peter Fonda essentially says, "Listen." Dennis is fucking out of control. You have to get him off this here. He can't be the fucking director of this film. You have to sort out. You want to fucking see Dennis too. Aye, aye. <laughs> you want to see Dennis down Nolans, you know what I mean? <laughs> you want to see Dennis Nolans. He was losing a fucking rag. Serious fucking shape, like. But uh, Ted's like a bag of soup at this point. Like. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, 
I sent you right to fucking Fonda's trying to get Harper off the farm. Harper at this point had fucked off to some like fucking South American island. He was fucking probably taking drugs going fucking was crazy. Not, they? I, I was trying to cut parts it. I don't know what's this. It was the rub torn thing you it's, told me about. It's the rub torn thing. It was at that. Bert Schneider, uh, because he was a person for giving first time directors a chance and stuff like that, he was all listen. I made him a vow that this was going to be his first film. It's going to be his first film for BBS, which was the production company. I'm going to stick with him as director. Peter Fonda's nose is out of joint and stuff like that there. Now, originally, Peter Fonda had wanted Rob Torn, uh, the actor who I think was a mucker of his, they play the Jack Nicholson role. When Harper came back from this fucking South American island, he absolutely fucking flipped out. First of all, because they'd made a casting choice without him, and second of all, because his megalomania, he thought, oh, my control's slipping away. So Rob Torn, Peter Fonda, and a couple of our executives are having dinner in his Hollywood restaurant. And fucking Harper rocks in absolutely off his fucking tits with a knife. Pulls a knife on fucking Rob Torn. He's like, oh, you're not going to be in my fucking film. Morning outside now, let's fucking go, let's go. Yeah. Going fucking completely mental. What he didn't know was that Rob Torn used to be in a fucking military police. So Rob Torn knows how to handle himself and he knows how to disarm somebody. So Rob Torn's all, I fucking have it. He's like, we'll see you outside. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so he went outside. You can dodge a knife, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> <laughs> I know, from the sermon, Dennis Harper, the undodgeable. <laughs> but uh, he goes outside. At this point, he he says that in his head, because he had disarmed boys before with knives and stuff like that, he kind of guarded himself behind a car and he got like two fucking bunlets as, as like two shields so he can fucking points with one of them and then try and knock the, the fucking knife out of his hand with the other one. And he said he waited and he waited for fucking 10 or 15 minutes. And obviously, I think the executives must have fucking told him about uh, Rupp Torrance past. Harper didn't show up outside and just fucking cleared in his car, just went off. But then after that, Rob Torn was like, fuck that, I'm not working for this boy. So that's how Nicholson got the role. And that was obviously his fucking, near enough when he just put him on the scene. And then Nicholson became one of the biggest actors of all time. So there you go. Without Dennis Harper freaking out and pulling a knife on Rob Torn, Rob Torn could have been one of the biggest actors of all time. Imagine Rob Torn yeah. in the fucking last detail or Rob Torn as fucking Jack Torrance or something. <laughs> <know what I mean. laughs> yeah, fucking mad. <laughs> But I essentially just uh, that kind of went off in a wee segue. Uh, Peter Fonda and Dennis Harper despise each other because Dennis Harper was a fucking and Rob Torn and Dennis Harper Harper and I and, and everybody hits Dennis Harper to be honest yeah. because he was he such a fucking nice somebody. <laughs> he tried knife one of his actors. Jesus, <laughs> it's the whims of a madman. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't actually knife him. It's fine. <laughs> oh, no, it's acceptable. They pull a knife on somebody. That's fine. Like I, as long as you're not going to use it. Like I love yeah. Harper and Speed though. I love it. Hey. <laughs> His true romance is pretty good too. He's, he's lethal in true romance. I <laughs> fucking hate him. First series 24. Pretty sweet. Is he in that uh, as well? Oh, <laughs> Don't even destroy 24 for somebody who hasn't seen it. <laughs> what? It's not a big surprise that he That is a big fucking surprise. Who has seen 24? Uh, that's a Have surprise. Have you seen season one? <laughs> yeah. He's the... He's the uh, okay, spoilers for season one of 24. Right, spoilers so for season one. I'm not sure who this person is. Dennis Harper. He's a bad end speed. Okay. Right. The, the bomb all, and this bus is being run, you know, uh, has a bomb and all by the whims of a madman. He's all, <laughs> the whims of a madman. That's my favorite part. He's all on that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I know that it's it's, it's not Nagorski. It's it's what he call him. It's, it's the guy that you know they talk about this mission that him and the president had back ages ago. And then the boy shows up at the end, who they thought was dead. That's Dennis Harper. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> not dead. Hmm. Spoilers. He's not dead. 
But uh, <laughs> for for feuds, uh, recent film Tom Hardy and Charlie Theron didn't get on during Mad Max. Really? Quite not why? I heard I heard they pretty much hated each other. But uh, you you heard them talking in interviews afterwards. Just Charlie Theron just going for fags all the time. He's all come on, this fucking <laughs> ninety days in a fucking desert. And you want a fag? Yeah, ninety days in fucking Nairobi or something. Apparently she smokes like fuck. Apparently like uh, Prometheus, they had to just give her time for like all the running in the desert with a suit and all. She's Serious? Like, I'm busted. I'm a fucking smoker. Like, but no, I think I think I like I seen interviews with Tom Hardy and stuff after that and. They kind of put it down to just the conditions they were in anyway, and they were shooting out in the desert and all, and mm-hmm. because they had so many scenes together, they were just kind of getting on each other's tits. Like close but, quarters and that would be yeah, far. Yeah, cabin fever sort of stuff, like. But, uh, no, because I heard, wait, call him George Miller, the director, he yeah. he was on about, like, sequels to Mad Max and stuff, and they were thinking about two separate sequels, like Mad Max Furiosa, just her story, and then Mad Max Wasteland, his story, just to keep them separate, because they still don't really want to work with each other. Uh, that's, it's a sort of strange one, too. Obviously, Mad Max done fucking way better than what anybody expected. Everybody's seen it as like a sort of dead franchise. Literally won six Oscars. was fucking amazing. What, but what? I, haven't, I haven't heard anything about what they're doing next. I thought they were doing all that straight away, but I like that. I like the fact they're not rushing on it, because it just shows that a lot of thoughts going on it. Hence why the last one was fucking really good. Well, there was there was there was things as well of George Miller be, maybe being tapped for like some like DC comic book stuff because because he, 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 he was going to do Justice League. He was going to do Justice League back in the day mm-hmm. with Army Hammer and fucking. George Miller's had such a strange career because it basically is it's a, it's a sort of Lucas one. Bar the odd film here and there, his whole career has been dedicated to one franchise. Like you know what I mean? Well, Happy Feet, Babe. You know. Happy, but that's the <laughs> same. Bar the odd film here or there, pretty but they're much franchises as well. Did two of them. Both. Did he do did he do the second one as well? Hey, there was two happy feet and two babes. He did all of them. George Miller did Fuck I say George Man. Miller a babe, I forgot about that. What the fuck? Yeah, this is the weird thing about George Miller. He has Mad Max and then fucking Babe and Happy Feet. <laughs> hey, imagine that there. It's all right, Mad Max was class, what are you after? What are you gonna do? It's all I wanna do the pig film. Got this idea about this talking pig, right? Sorry, I wanna do a pig film. No, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you it's gonna be good. That's a that's a pig of to- oh, George, oh Jesus Christ, George. Right, George, here, right, 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 George, you've done Mad Max. You've Does done there like an action scene or anything? <laughs> no, well the the pig kinda leads the you know, the sheep and the uh, you know, stat or whatever, you know, and the the other part of the field. <laughs> And it's that's kind of that's pretty funny. I'm in. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, sign me up. <laughs> I love that as well. Nor executive meeting about fucking five years. That right, George. You've done you've done Mad Max, and now you've done you know you've done you've done Babe. You've done your passion project. You've, you've done, done your <laughs> passion project. What do you want to do now? I want to do the penguin film. <laughs> I want to do the penguin picture. <laughs> penguin. Hey, <laughs> just a mad mad eccentric. I don't. That's fucking class. I mean, I love directors who. I'm not saying that he didn't bow to fucking how, because obviously, let's be honest with you, I'm sure that Babe was never a passion project. You've probably seen a lot of it, and he actually didn't make a very good film, and he made a very good film as no, well with Happy Feet. He was sucking that Hollywood deal. Sucking that Hollywood <laughs> But uh, I just like, I like the directors who are kind of selective, and, and then it, it, there's no sort of embellishments on their filmography. Now, fair enough, Beyond Thunderdome was about shit, but there's still a lot they like about it, do you know what I mean? I think there's a story behind Thunderdome. Like, they, the only way they could get funding is having Tina Turner in it, and if this other guy helped direct it and stuff like that. Because it is a bit of departure of what he was setting up with yeah. the, other, the first two, and it's just like, what uh, actually went on there? I, I personally think that Fury Road 
is the film that he wanted to be on Thunder Road to be. Well, so Fury not, Road is just he... an ex- expansion on Road Warrior, basically. Yeah, Because he approached. He, I always met to Fury Road about I, 10 in, years ago. I, in, two, in the 2000s. Is, is, uh, wouldn't have worked, though. Wouldn't, even 10 years ago, wouldn't have worked. You need a young Max. Nah, I ain't gonna go with him. No, even, I, well, what's Mel now? He's fucking about 64, 65, a 55-year-old Max. It just, I wouldn't have bought it, like. Nah, he wouldn't have been Mickey the casting agent over As long as he didn't, he didn't have the big massy head he has on him. Now. <laughs> have you seen him recently? His big orange it's head. I don't know what's going on. Does right? me have a big massy head? I think, I think he's ones, just yeah. working out so much his head is getting muscles. What is he working out for? <laughs> I don't know. He, he got he, he got really he got really built for Expendables three, and I think he's just keeping it up. That was a waste of time, Mel. Because <laughs> no, at, the, at last year's Golden Globes, they always let him present the Golden Globes. The foreign press love him for some reason. But uh, he just came out. His fucking rags. He was, he was, he was bursting out of his fucking tuxedo, just muscles and head, and fucking. It's just he looks so orange, and it's just like maybe he's looking mental. Someone did a Braveheart sequel just I heard. No, no, he he is actually Braveheart Resurrection. He is directing something (laughs) soon, isn't he? He's directing a film with Andrew Garfield, and there's another big actor in it, but. it sounds fucking. I remember watching an interview, but it sounds fucking amazing. Aye, uh, it sounded pretty good. Cool. Anyway, yeah. back to movie feuds. Movie feuds. Movie feuds. Oh, movie feuds. What? <laughs> 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 I don't like you. Oh, I don't like you. <laughs> I'm gonna eat this sandwich. Um, <laughs> it's my sandwich. <laughs> oh, I'm having it now. I'm going to the canteen trailer. You can. And then we're okay. gonna do that penguin picture. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I, I I googled famous movie feuds and conveniently the website that came up is cheatsheet.com oh, which is quite lovely. nice. My favourite website. Okay, so we have some famous movie feuds. Rachel McAdams and Ryan Gosling on The Notebook. What? Fucking what? hated each other. That was a fucking... Do you know what? Did, as you, much, know, did you not say... Aye. Some serious sex tension. Sex tension. Oh, yeah. Hate banging. <laughs> Hate I bang. just want to fuck banging. Did you see they were fucking fuck banger? That's not an expression. After or something like that. Huh? And, aye, they, were, they were a couple then years after the notebook. Like so, uh, so obviously they patched things up. Which is, I know. Like, there's, <laughs> there's, obviously there's, they patched things up. <laughs> 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 Do you know what I think? But see, see to be honest, you, don't I, get me wrong, I fucking love Ryan Gosling, but you can see him being difficult. Like, I can imagine Ryan being fucking about difficult. Well, apparently, according to Nick Cassavetes, the director, he said one day (laughs) they weren't getting along on set and Ryan came to him and said, please remove Rachel McAdams from set. (laughs) So, Uh, clearly it was a high tension. Uh, oh, she's like the whole thing. I don't know. Yeah. Huh? Ryan bits on they say it with toothpick in his mouth and a hammer. <laughs> it's like just bring, bring the old woman. I'll talk to the old woman. I talk to the old one. Who old enough? Was his mother? That's his mother. Nick Cassavetes' mother. Oh, I thought Rose. you were going to say Ryan Gosling's <laughs> mother. It's like that's <laughs> weird. No, no, Jenner no, no. Rose. Fucking his own mother. Jenner Rose. Oh, is uh, Nick Cassavetes? John Cassavetes' widow. Well, actually, no, she passed away last year too. Before his head. Did she? She did that. For fuck's sake. For fuck's sake, I know. That's a fucking loss, Harry. Eh? <laughs> I should fucking spare back, just mm-hmm. Obviously, for fa- keep Jenna tight, Meryl, for fuck's sake. <laughs> 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 she's already got all the Oscars. Take her, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> keep Jenna, she's lovely. Charlie's Angels. What? Who do you think fought in the set of Charlie's Angels? I'd say apparently Cameron Diaz is a buddy of fucking Duke. So I'd say Cameron Diaz and Drew Barrymore seems really sound. So I would say I'd say Cameron Diaz and Lucy Liu. 
You have half right. Bill Murray and Lucy Liu. What? This, this there's an incredible thing in this thing, in this article that I'm half reading. <laughs> uh, hang on. Okay, actually, right. Murray insulted the actress on set, actually stopping a scene to point at Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and Lucy Liu, and remarking in that order, "I get why you're here. You've got talent." But what the hell are you doing here? You can't act. <laughs> Fucking hell. That seems a bit full on for Bill. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's about full Murray there. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. That would sting like one of them. That would sting. And all he fairness, didn't get so, his medication out there. In fairness, he is right. Like, Lucy Liu is shit. Is she? Yeah, she's bad. I haven't seen one. Yeah. She, she essentially has no career outside of Charlie's Angels and Kill Bully. Well, she's in elementary. elementary we, yeah. Oh, I. Johnny Lee. That's, that's the that's the top of the chart there. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hang on, hang on, Sean. Do you know what elementary is? Ah, it's that fucking Sherlock fucking show. It's oh, that okay. uh, fuck off. Like, <laughs> <I know. laughs> like, just, no, just the way you're talking about it is like, oh, it's fucking class. Like he doesn't have uh, a fucking. Yeah, I know. It's all based on fucking Star Wars. The camera's just all. I know. That's grandly. <laughs> <laughs> she was in Lucky Number Seven. Ah, uh, but again, she's just she's, <laughs> she's just bitten around me a fucking weapon. Any actress could have done that. Yeah. Yeah, just going on fucking whip a Well, any actress could do anything, really, Sean. Uh, I, I mean, if we're going to get philosophical... At least, at, least, at, least, at least you got a talented actress, like, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like saying getting fucking Bruno Gallagher for every role ever, like, you know what I mean? Well, this is what we've been saying for years, Sean. <laughs> so, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Claire Danes and Leonardo DiCaprio? No way. What did the not get on? Romeo and Juliet didn't get on? Well, obviously, I will, they broke up, didn't they? No, they didn't break up. They just both died. Ah, that's right. Then she poisons herself. That's right. Now she poisons herself, and then he's all. Oh no! No, she thinks no, he's dead. He poisons himself. No, thinking he doesn't she's poison dead. himself. If he poisoned himself, he'd be dead. No, it, well, that's no, what no, happens. He, do, he does like a sleep interesting thing. No, she does a sleep interesting thing. Hi. He poisons himself, thinking, thinking she's, she's dead. dead. That's what I say. Ah, she I wakes up. He dies. She kisses him. Drinks the rest of poison. Both dead. Boom. No, no, but does she? No, she blows her fucking head off. Maybe in Baz's version. No, in Baz's version, does she not fucking blow her head off? I don't think she blows her head off. I think she just drinks up a piece and fucking. Does she? I can't even. fucking takes her. Takes her. She takes her own fucking self. She probably just blew her head off. Just like. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, she dies second. Romeo was being a fucking dick and killing himself. Yeah, deal. Fuck sake, Leo. Yeah. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but what's the, is there any, like, do we know why they didn't like each other? Uh, well, there is an article here that could be part of it. Just make something up. Like, he's not a reader. He's I definitely not a reader. I don't read We don't cut a show. This is why I don't wear glasses. <laughs> Anything more than two lines of Mickey's out. Like, <laughs> There's no video of Mickey's while I <laughs> No video of it's, Eric, if it's longer. Eric, read that and Aye. update us. Aye. There's no video where it's longer than a tweet. Mickey signs out. Like. <laughs> Mickey out. <laughs> I actually had this conversation with Ruben, my soon-to-be brother-in-law, oh because God. I'm going to Berlin tomorrow oh, for his stag dude. How did I bring it up, don't I? How did I bring and it up? <laughs> you brought it up earlier? Uh, I, I think so. How long have we been talking? About <laughs> five hours. No, it's boring. Like, basically, she thought he was messing about and, like, a prankster and he thought she was too uptight. 
All oh, right. Uh, That's just one I misunderstand. Yeah. I was like, I've met some of my best friends before, and I fucking hate them when I first met them. Like, but they were going to work. <laughs> they, they almost. Why, why are you looking at me? Now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're about to line each other first time each other. I've done that one. Yeah, they were supposed to work together again on the movie J. Edgar. Um, but then she declined it for Homeland. And she made a good move there, like, mm. <laughs> fairness, because, yeah, old enough. Not a there bad. You go. I'm not a bad Jay Edgar, I would say, is Leonardo DiCaprio's only bad film. Yeah. I think Jay Edgar's pretty fucking. And old enough, I was just on we were chatting about last week about DiCaprio having, like, a sort of flawless filmography. I completely forgot about that. Uh, it is a forgettable one. Uh, it's Clint Eastwood as well, Derek. I, I think it's been nicely buried, though. He's uh, no <laughs> like, nicely buried. Nicely buried. Nicely buried. They gave it a good funeral. <laughs> well done, sir. It's been bit put to rest. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, like. It's an unnamed grave in, in the middle of somewhere, and I think him and Eli Wallach and Levi and Cleef are going to go find it and shoot each other. <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck was that going? <laughs> he was trying to do like a meta joke about Clint Eastwood's acting career, a long way fucking. That film. The good, the bad, and ugly. Uh, that one. <laughs> the one with the grave. <laughs> the one with the grave. Are the, oh, the, the three burials of Tommy Lee Jones? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dragon show. That's a fucking good show. Is it Tommy Lee Jones directed that? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Tommy Tom Lee Jones or Billy D. Williams? I can't remember. Shut up, Siri. <laughs> <laughs> what was Siri going to say? Interesting. Interesting fact. Clint Eastwood is an actor. <laughs> <laughs> Siri just fucking <laughs> chiming on there. That's interesting. <laughs> we should get cereal next week. <laughs> all right, all right, okay, all right. What what shall we ask Siri about films? Go on, ask that. What's the best film ever made? Siri, what's the best film ever made? Check in. Here's what I found on the web for what's the best film ever made. Just BFA top 50. <laughs> oh, fuck off, Siri. It's a cop out. It's a fucking cop Give me your own opinion, just Siri. Ask, ask what's Siri's favorite film is. Siri, what's your favorite film? Checking. <laughs> the one you're holding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it, it came up, what's your favorite film? <laughs> oh, crafty fucker. Same movie, same movie. What's yeah. your favorite movie? Aussie? Jesus Christ! That's it's what she, that's what she calls me. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's what she calls me. I'm, I'm sorry about that. A Skynet coming to anybody's mind? What? <laughs> I'm starting to become self-aware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Skynet's got us bad balls. <laughs> that's actually, you know what? I've never actually used Siri before, but that's way more impressive than what I thought it was going to be. I know when it first came out, it was bullshit. <laughs> uh, like, this is the most up-to-date version. Well, pretty good though. <laughs> okay, Google was about fucking rubbish at the start. Like, uh, no, I, no, no, it's still shit. <laughs> There, oh no, actually, that's still shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, that hold on, <laughs> that is still shit. Yes, just to clarify. Do we have any more feuds? Or can no. we wrap up this motherfucking podcast? I'm angry with you, Shanko. Why are you angry with me? Because we're feuding. We're feuding. <laughs> ah, right, Dave. We can put our one on. Which I won't do next week. There was, there was, there was, cool. J. Jimmy Fox feud. On. <laughs> you were down there through this one, the ring. Uh, I love it. <laughs> Explain the L. Cool J. Jimmy Fox feud. They were on a, they were on a film called uh, Any Given Sunday, which is, I don't know, it's alright. It was. I a, like it. So I like it's a football co- film. It's co-directed by American Oliver Stone and Michael Mann. No, it's all Oliver Stone. It's no, no, Stone Michael, no, Michael Mann. The, or it's co-produced or something. Co-produced, Mike, but Oliver Stone's the director. Like. Right, and who wrote it? Stone as well. Can't remember. Hang Probably on. Stone. But he usually about, he uh, writes a lot of his own stuff. Anyway, it's continue. about the fucking uh, just American football and stuff like this here. But it's about apparently, the NFL. apparently, LL and Jamie 
we're uh, looking a bit the fuck at each other on set tonight. <laughs> No, they did bit the fuck out of each other. Did they? Did they? So. Was the there an actual scrap? Were, the police were called. What? Police were called. I wonder, see, because fucking, uh, there's one scene where, where uh, LL, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he uh, chainsaws Jimmy Fox's Hummer in half in the film. And I'm wondering if he was just doing that. And then they were all like, <laughs> what, is, is there a wee camera? <laughs> fucking stuck a wee camera. Not Does he proper cut it in half? It seems like that would be a very long sequence. Uh, uh, there's it's, see, it's a big feud, Mickey. It's, uh, it's a big feud. Big feud causes for a big scene. So LL anyway, he goes on and gets his chainsaw and uh, starts fucking knifing Jamie Fox's car in half. So Jamie comes out and Jamie's all, hey, LL, you fucking pack that on. <laughs> or I'm going to hit you a fucking slap. <laughs> LL's all, fuck, fuck off. I'll have a fucking chainsaw. Uh, what do you want? Good one, Ray Charles. <laughs> <laughs> charge at ball bag <laughs> which half I care do you want to keep because I'm keeping the other half I'm going to wear it through my neck and then the cops are called in <laughs> okay I think we shall move on to recommendations <laughs> Chanko. <laughs> At least he gave him the option. Like, he wasn't just going to take the half he wanted. always sound like. I'm always going to say by LL because Jamie Foxx single-handedly fucked up the ending and made me face. That's right, though. Do you know the ending originally the end of that film was going to be? It was going to be in South Africa or something. South America. It was going to be down Panama. Uh, they were going to do like a proper fucking storm the fortress job in Panama with the body that they had built up the whole way through the film and then Jimmy Fox got the Oscar for Ray and apparently says I'm not making films outside of America anymore Cold. and so they had to rewrite was this was Ray made outside of America? no, no. But oh, it, that, that's when he got the taste for it like he no, likes no, no, staying no, in no, America no, just, I think it's pretty much no because when he got the Oscar he, he, he got the power and he got there and he, and he could demand things like that yeah um, and so they had to rewrite the ending for this fucking shootout in the dark. It was fucking shit. Yeah, it's really underwhelming. Like. Why is he not when he go outside of America? Outside of America's lovely. That's oh, <laughs> yeah, a fucking free holiday too. I don't know what the fuck. Like my brother seen him at a fucking uh, pool party, uh, doing like presenting a pool party in Las Vegas. So I don't know. <laughs> you can fucking text Matt with you, Bola. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of man presents uh, a pool party? What kind of man does that? Uh, in Las Vegas, of all things. Uh, <laughs> he's just sitting there and all and it goes like a pool he thought they got scammed they went to like two or three pool parties and all and uh, all this shit and my, my brother was actually wearing because uh, he was wearing like uh, a bo- uh, boxer short like like, like you know, boxer box- shorts no no but, you know like boxing shorts that are like uh, under your knee Aye. he was wearing them and they wouldn't let him under these pool parties wet wait do you mean like boxer shorts as an underwear or boxer no, as shorts in as in boxing as in sport like of fucking boxing. Manny Pacquiao shorts yeah. and uh <laughs> Why? And then fucking he says, ah, oh, fuck sure, I'll, I'll w- take these off and put something else on. And then she was all, no, what do you have there? It's fine. And that was just his boxers, like. <laughs> and so he just spent the whole day bit doing his boxers. <laughs> and so he went to this party in and he went to all these different things. And then he thought this was balls, whatever. And he says, they're pretty fucked, but him, I got the last place. And then I don't know where fucking Jimmy Fox comes up <laughs> and starts fucking presenting this pool party. How do you present a pool party? You just go, yes, I'm Jimmy Fox. Here's the DJ. You know what's a you know what's a fucking strange one as well. A mucker of mine said to me a while back, and I 
honestly never laughed as much in my life. He heard he was he was watching like I think it was like Spring Breakers or some fucking high school film. And he kept saying about pool parties in Lost Creek, and he said that until he seen this film, he always assumed that a pool party was a lot of boys in a room playing snooker. <laughs> <laughs> Not playing pool, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be too easy. <laughs> Pumping pounds on the side of the table. <laughs> Great crack, Harry. <laughs> Okay. Playing pool in your nags. <laughs> we should move on to recommendations. Shanko. I'll go first. Mine's uh, Aids of March 2011, directed by and starring George Clooney. With also. Good. Nah, chat. What? <laughs> <laughs> with also Ryan Gosling. You not like it though? Nah, it wasn't a big fan. Well, for me, uh, I like that. I know. I, I shouldn't be slagging off your English. No, I'm not screwing away, but uh, because I've seen it, I know more like it. But I know. I'm saying, <laughs> listen to Sham before me. Right? <laughs> no, it's all right. It's all, no, it's all right because you're wrong. Uh. <laughs> like the film I'm going to recommend is shite, like, so don't worry about it. That's right. Yeah. Now, all you're going to say, though, uh, co written and directed by George Clooney. George Clooney also stars in it. Ryan Gosling uh, is his uh, co lead. You would say, actually, no, Ryan Gosling's the lead. Mm. George Clooney's pretty much the supporting character. Philip Seymour Hoffman's in there, too. Uh, it's crack and cast. Essentially, what it is is George Clooney is run for president, and Ryan Gosling is like his uh, sort of his, his campaign manager. He kind of keeps you know putting out fires and basically it's everything sort of for George on the campaign and shit like that. And then it's spin doctor. Spa, well, no, not even a spin doctor. More just a sort of well, like, sort of spin doctor, but more a campaign manager. He's in charge of fucking everything to do with George Clooney's image. Okay. So then it comes up that uh, apparently George Clooney's been having a couple of affairs with like the co-eds and like teenage girls and stuff like that. Mm. And it's all about how it kind of delves into the sort of seedy side of, of politics, especially American politics, because this shit does happen. I think that I like the first series or two of House of Cards, but now I think that's fucking really jumped the shark and it's went too far. You know what I mean? It's it's went too far into how mad American politics can be. It's almost like they're just trying to ramp it up. Yeah. Well, they obviously are just trying to ramp it up for the sake of drama because they've ran out of ideas. They've ran out of stuff to do. But this is a nice kind of, I think personally, in a way, realistic look at what kind of goes on behind closed doors. And also... To my knowledge, Barb from Dust Till Dawn, but he's more like an anti-hero. It's one of the few times that you actually see George Clooney play, in a way, a villain. He doesn't come mm. off as like a pantomime villain, but he shows villainous traits and he comes off as a pretty fucking bad person. It's interesting to see that range, because usually, obviously, by gorgeous George, usually those fucking just straight heroes. But no, it's good fun. Batman! Uh, Batman! Descendant Man! <laughs> Eleven Man! <laughs> Twelve Man! <laughs> Thirteen Man! <laughs> Anyway. Syrian man. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Clayton man. <laughs> oh, fuck, that should have been a recommendation. Michael Killer Tomato man. <laughs> the American um, man. <laughs> <laughs> the emergency room man. <laughs> All right, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Kiva, do you have a recommendation? I do. I don't know if I said this before. Ah, uh, fucking wait a The Descent. Oh, no, you haven't said it before, but it's a good uh, one. Uh, it's 2005. Uh, Neil Marshall directs it, and I just think it's genuinely quite scary. It is, eh? Um, was Jamie Cameron involved in that? Was he a producer or something? You're thinking about the uh, the sort of semi-documentary. You're thinking about, uh, about going on the, down into the deep caves. Aye. The water. Anyway, that cave again. You'll remember that one. Okay. Well, it is in caves. <laughs> I know. That's probably why I'm confusing yeah. you. Oh. <laughs> I remember somebody talking about a scene in it. Go on. Uh, that scene... <laughs> ben Foster and fucking Quaid's in it too. That scene was so scary, and then he poked. It is scary. It's a, like probably like I would say it's in the like the top three like probably scariest 
effective, scariest yeah. films I've seen. Um, I think we, I think that, that the premise is quite alone scary anyway. They're kind of stuck down this cave that no one's charted before. Mm. Um, and they lose half their equipment. So they're kind of, even that I, I find scare, yeah. a scary enough concept. And a sort of real world level. Like. Yeah, yeah. And then it, then it adds another layer on top of that. And it's very good to watch it and be scared and watch it alone in the dark. Do they have any weapons <laughs> or anything? Hmm? Do they have any weapons or anything? Well, I mean, they've got a few, like, fucking, you know, like, climbing no tools. No puzzles or anything, though? Uh-uh. Nada. No, couple of, no pop-ups. Nada. Yeah. Couple of lassos or something. Maybe a flare. I think they've <laughs> got a few flares. <laughs> the Jimmy Cameron one, Jimmy Looks Cameron like produced <laughs> one I was thinking of is called Sanctum. Sanctum. Sanctum, that's right. That's, yeah. that's down in Deep Dark Caves as well, so yes. watch that. Delve into Jimmy Cameron's deep dark cave. Not a horror film. <laughs> it says that would be a horror yeah. film. <laughs> it says adventure Cameron drama just... thriller. I see all the money stuffed up there. Just yeah. now, can I hand it? <laughs> Calm her. Uh, give me a minute. I'm trying to think of one. I have to go okay. Anyway, uh, my <laughs> recommendation is a <laughs> challenge. Just fucked up. So, yeah. As uh, Charlie Bartlett, Anton Yelchin, Robert Downey Jr. It's a, uh, I had the date up there. I think it's 2011. I don't know. That's probably uh, a bit late. Anyway, don't matter. Uh, Anton Yelchin plays Charlie Bartlett, where he has he's from like a rich family, and he's trying to kind of fit in at school. And he he basically realizes he starts going to therapy, and he basically realizes that he can give therapy to students, and they help fit in, and just it kind of gives them a place in school. But he. In his own therapy, he pretends they have all the stuff that the students are telling him that they have. So then he starts getting the drugs for all these different conditions and mm. giving them out to the students. So he's basically becomes like this doctor in a toilet in a bathroom, basically. <laughs> and uh, it's just about how he gets on school. Robert Downey Jr. plays the principal, and sh- uh, it, I I just always really liked that film. Mm. That's good. No, it's good. I, no, definitely. It's good. It was around the same time as Iron Man. I think it was just before Iron Man, I think. I think it was. I Actually, was, Iron Man's like 2008, so it was definitely not 2011. <laughs> no, uh, it was around the same time. It was. It was. Because I remember seeing an interview where they were talking about, are you going to make another Iron Man? And I think they were promoting Charlie Bartlett at the time. And it was him and Anthony Ocean. And uh, they were talking about it, but the guy just wanted to keep talking about Iron Man's and Robert Downey Jr. kind of calling him off and he's right. So Charlie Bartlett, anyway. All right. So we're on the same time. Um, I'm gonna recommend uh, Gangs of New York. Ooh. Has that been a recommendation before? It has not. Uh, it's it's one that I think myself and Shan always talk about. Is is like, remember the first time I seen it? I wasn't a big fan of it, and uh, I think there was a friend of mine that I caught by a taxi driver. And I bought a copy of Gangs New York. He didn't like Taxi Driver and I didn't like Gangs New York, so we swapped it. <laughs> I think I got the better yeah, one of that. But, I mean, I'm a, I'm a massive Scorsese fan. I just think he's the best. Like, I think, at the moment, he's the best. Yeah. But uh, Gangs New York, I definitely think, is, is one that w- sort of was and still is a wee bit overlooked. But if you come back to it, or Gangs New York channel. one of my fucking favourites. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> and uh, it's... It, uh, I think my m- m- main problem with the whole thing at the start was that 
the central story is our revenge story. Mm-hmm. You know, and and, and, a, and a fucking texture is fucking is so rich as you know, the five points and the gangs in New York and stuff and the period of time. Like, but it's just post-Civil War, wasn't it? Yeah, well, it's just as the Civil War still happened. I suppose it is, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, it's... Um, the thing that originally annoyed me about it was that the central story was a revenge story. It was like, oh, for fuck's sake. You surely could have thought of something else. And then there's this sort of romance and stuff. I just thought the central kind of thing annoyed me about this boy. I said, I want to know about fucking more about this boy or that boy or this here kind of thing. And um, once I sort of got over it and stuff and just actually just watched it, you know, there's so much in that fucking film. Like, so much texture. Ah, and it just the, the work of fucking around on that. I, th- just I think as well, like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I would fucking delete the Cameron Diaz character and the romance subplot any day of the week because I think it is the weakest and worst thing about the film. But, uh, also, just Cameron Diaz is accent. coming from an Irish man as an Irish accent. It's fucking horrendous. Now, obviously, Dang there's it. been many, many crimes committed against the Irish <laughs> accent in the history of cinema, but she has to be up there in a fucking top five. Like. The cat who's fucking uh, he not goes far on, behind her. He goes on night about like he definitely does. Uh, but uh, I love the fact that, like you were saying, that it is just a sort of exploration, a really kind of fucking in-depth look as well, that time period in American history, you know, around the Civil War, and you're looking at the sort of fucking wrist riots building up and about these actual gangs in New York that exist at the Talks time we kind of in certain areas and you have it's so fucking carnal too because America is such a I mean people think America is the most powerful fucking nation in, in the world like well we built it that's a real we fucking <laughs> built a fucker but, uh, but it's it's also one of the youngest if, oh, not, if not the youngest yeah, and one of the youngest they except for probably the Eastern Europeans that's I always find it interesting that uh you know, like battles and rudimentary things that sort of were figured out, you know, centuries ago in ancient Rome were still being figured out in like the fucking eighteen hundreds yep. on the streets in New York. I just I think that's fucking fascinating. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, it's it just like boys were fucking fighting me knives and stuff like that there, and you're just kind of going like this, like, you know, and it, it's a it's a matter of education, but it's also it's it's I just that's what really sort of brought me back to the film is that. You know, it's it's technically modern society, and in another part of the world, there's Victorian England happening. There's you know, guns and muskets. I mean, things like this here and all, but they're but just on the street with fucking knives and, and switchblades, and they're just yeah. they're just fucking. And it's about turf, and it's about identity, and all the best American literature is always about identity, particularly because it's such a young country. And this might sound terrible and fucking such a sweeping statement, but I think it's like if you think of countries as people. It's a constantly trying to prove an identity. I always think yeah. with American literature, right? I'm, I'm against this. I'm for this. Whatever. But it's always this proclamation of who I am. And I uh, it's a lot of time too because that's why it's so aggressive. That's what I say. So Sorry, but I think a lot of time too. It's because maybe America doesn't really know what it is because it is such a young country, and because our countries like Ireland or you know Britain or whatever our fucking country you can think of have had you know thousands sometimes fucking tens of thousands of years to kind of develop that identity and develop that culture and who we are and you know obviously every country has or most countries have you know stereotypes attached to them and stuff like that america has stereotypes attached to it but as one sort of single cultural identity i think they find it hard to kind of see what that is because it is such a cultural melting pot and that's the whole thing about america that, you know america was built by the rest of the world because bar the native americans everybody else is an immigrant you know what I mean? Everybody mm. else in America is a fucking immigrant. You know what I mean? So, mm. you know, over some period of time. So, I think that's very interesting. I, I do think that's definitely something that they sort of touch uh, on. Like. I mean, and pretty much all, but I just think anything Scorsese is good. Uh, all that's good. Like, you know, because you get the wealth of knowledge and, the, and then 
it's always applied and the techniques there and the edits and editing's there and he always he just gets good actors because he's fucking Scorsese but I think the one shot that kind of brought me back to it I just flicked it over all night and I was sort of like right there's a shot in it where they're down in the docks I think you probably know the shot I'm mm-hmm. talking about they're in the docks and then the sort of shot goes away from Daniel Day-Lewis and DiCaprio and I think it it starts with immigrants coming off the boat uh their wife and child being taken away from them. Getting shit thrown at them and all. And then they're getting shit thrown at them. But and then they can either go to New York or they have an option to enlist in the is the Confederate Army? It'll be the Confederate Army. And uh Oh no, sorry, no, the Confederate's down south, it'll be the Union. It'd be uh, the, the Union, Union Army. Union Army, aye. And uh and so the camera follows that, them coming off the boat, being taken away. And then it follows a group of people signing up to the army and shows one person walk, getting sort of pulled into the crowd to sign up to the army. And then it follows the guys in the army going on to a boat. And just as the camera rises, as they're going on to a boat, a coffin comes on from the, 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 the left the of the camera. And it's just, and then it comes down with a coffin. Then it just, it just shows that whole circle of life in one shot. And that's how I was like, fuck me, I never noticed that before. And that just, just got brought me back to that film. I was like, there's, there's bound to be lots more of that on, on this film. Yeah. No dialogue as well. And that's, I mean, like, that's a whole sort of war summed up in, you know, one fucking camera movement. You know, one mm. good, really good track of Fantastic, shot. Fantastic. Tells you more than, you know, 10,000 words of dialogue. That was a Balhaus shot then? I can't remember who shot it. I mm. cannot remember who shot it. But uh, also, I know if I go for a Gangs of New York, you get one of the greatest characters of all time and who's this under my knife a hot this boy has no hot <laughs> fucking love him. lethal what is it he will pass on touch does it or yeah. he'll go through a hole <laughs> he'll go through a hole <laughs> says, but definitely give it a watch it's fucking phenomenal Amsterdam I am New York <laughs> it's a kill <laughs> I could just sit here quoting the back of the a few more of that crack on <laughs> oh fuck what's another one Jesus Christ, they even no, that was a lot. Oh, no. I don't care much for your moral conundrums, you meat-headed <laughs> shit sack. I don't give a top any fuck about your moral conundrum, you meat-headed shit sack. Oh, man, <laughs> it's so fucking good, thing. So fucking good. Sorry, anyway. Okay, we'll wrap it up there, <laughs> folks. Thank you so much for listening. If you like getting in contact with us, you know, send us your best Bill the Butcher impressions or your favorite coffin scenes, whatever you like. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on Facebook, Let's Talk More Baby. Let's Talk More Movies podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Talk More Movies, or you can email us Let's Talk More Movies at gmail.com. You can also leave us comments, reviews on ACAST, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, any podcast service you like. I have been your host, Michael Breslin. Shanko's been Shanko. Yeah. Keep it Sweeney's been Keep it Sweeney. Yeah, yeah. Tom Hearn. Oh. <laughs> Episode 53, baby. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Uh-huh. Goodbye. Mm. Scruff tagged me in uh, this post on Facebook, right? Uh, in Tory Island, just off the coast of fucking Ireland. There's this really famous fucking thing that happens. A dolphin and a dog swim with each other on the pier. They're best friends. It's like on YouTube. It's got fucking millions of views. And we got stranded in Torellum one time. We were getting fucking unbelievably blocked. So we d- the boat wasn't coming because there was a storm. So we were sitting on the pier getting fucking pushed. But somebody whacked up. Uh, somebody whacked up this fucking post about the dolphin, the dog nodding. Ryan's tagged me in a post and he was all... 
standing on the side of the pier looking at the dolphin and the dog. I'm sure I'm paraphrasing, but Shane Carter, slightly monkeyed, comes out with, forget about Protestants and Catholics. If a dog and a dolphin can be friends, why can't the rest of us just get along? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I'll take that. Such wisdom. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 